Hello, beautiful people. It is Tuesday. Jordan. Oh, June 14th. <laughs> Rough start. This sports show begins right. Let's, Let's ride. ride. Now, uh, that got in my brain before we went live. Uh, we couldn't help ourselves but be excited to drop the epic Russell Wilson quote to start this show. That should be fantastic. Quentin Richardson will join us, uh, obviously NBA great ho- host of the Knuckleheads podcast. He'll join us at 2.20 Eastern Standard Time. Can't wait to chat with him about last night's just demolishing the Boston Celtics. Just crumbling right in front of our eyes, this team that came alive after an early start to the season that was not great with a brand new coach, buying into his system, becoming this defensive savant squad, making a run through the playoffs, and now they're running into a team that doesn't even need the best player in basketball to score any points, basically, and they'll lose to the fourth or fifth best guy on the roster in Andrew Wiggins. Boston Celtics might be dead, or are they? We'll talk to Quentin Richardson about how he feels about it all. We'll obviously hear Connor's thoughts. We'll hear at Ty Schmidt's thought. The talks the table is glowing today. You two look fantastic. No, thank you. Like you said, I mean, it's hot as hell out today. Kind of di- different mood a little bit. When it gets this hot, you kind of you vibrate on different frequencies. Yeah. It like. is a little bit, right? Yeah. Because when you go outside, you're, you're going into it. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Hey, you're going into um, war out there. Immediately. Oh, yeah. And if you accidentally leave the door, a window, or the garage door, anything open just a little bit too long and let that seep inside, oh. those motherfuckers, uh, the humid, hot air cells, seem to procreate at a rabbit level, and yeah. that'll linger through your whole house. It'll oh, become yeah. a thick stench that you're basically just living in. So make sure everybody keeps the humidity out. Mm-hmm. Let's keep vibes at an all-time high. Oh, yeah. And let's have a great Tuesday today, because it's yeah. not only Quentin Richardson. I think we... I think General Bob Carpenter's on it. Oh, the general? Yes. Sent a bird call out to the big rig, Pat Maroon, just one day before the Stanley Cup Finals kick off tomorrow with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning traveling to Denver, Colorado to take on the Avalanche. We just learned something clever about the Avalanche's arena. There is a helipad on top of that arena with a condo right below that and then the arena. That's for Kroenke, obviously. The owner of the Rams, that's how he does his life, and that guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, not bad. Oh, that's a big thing for hockey, huh? Stanley yeah, Cup champion, yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big news. Uh, we got got a little bit of money too in the league. You know, we got some deep pocketed owners. Yeah, I mean, few. terrible marketing ideas and strategies, yeah. but there yeah. is some deep money into the into the NHL. That game tomorrow will be electrifying. Yeah. And I know the Lightning are getting one and a half goals on the puck line, but at minus two hundred, can't help but love them at plus one thirty four to win the game. Oh, yeah. First game of the series. You think these Avalanche boys are ready to take on the wagons of Tampa Bay? These big boys throw punches and bunches and do the things that they can't do on the ice. This Avalanche squad is used to Edmonton Oilers and old Chance and, and Connor McDavid oh, out there living their check. best lives and mm-hmm. speed and speed and speed. Tampa's fast, but they'll fucking bruise you up, won't they? Hey, the boys down in Champa Bay will really do this thing. Looking for four straight cups from Patty Big Rig Maroon. Ooh. Early thoughts on this, Nick, as a guy that's covered hockey a lot better. Is this not a good matchup for the Tampa Bay Lightning, or am I just making this up and uh, anthropomorphizing ourselves nice. into the wow. celebratory of Lordo with the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning. No, Pat, you make a great point there. Uh, Tampa Bay, a lot bigger and tougher than people give them credit for. They're tough as nails, and they can play any which way you want. They can play the speed game. They can pl- they can bang and crash into the boards and do all that stuff. But Colorado, Colorado's really deep, too, and they're no shrinking violets themselves. They can play that game, too. They got some, they some tough customers on their side as well. They don't want to see a big rig. No, 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 big no, boy. No, no. Now, we would like to say that we're okay if the Avalanche win because we will be Correct. sneaking in to said celebration with Lordo yep. whenever it is at the A.J. Hawk yep. compound. Yes. Right. Boom. Pumped. 
But it does feel like we have a much better relationship with the Lightning. Go Boats. Go Boats. I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited about it. Let's dive into last night at Boston Connor. You're sitting right here. Celtics are dead. Or are they? Who knows? Can't make free throws. No. Can't really control yourselves. Uh, Tatum, your star, can't score in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Five points combined in the fourth quarter for this guy in the last couple games in Golden State. What's his deal? Are you guys dead? Is it over for Boston? It was a miraculous run. Now you guys just can't keep up, can't knock down shots and embarrass the entire city. Is that what's going on? Steph goes in to Boston TD Garden with all the animosity and everybody's looking at the crowd does his big dick dance all over everything now he doesn't even have to score and you guys still lose are the Celtics dead I don't like it I just became a Celtics fan after what happened with the Golden State Warriors a week ago when they were yelling about how oh real classy are the Celtics dead right now Connor no I wouldn't say they're dead you know the Steph Curry only scoring 16 points and still losing definitely is a big old shot to the gut but I mean I feel like them just kind of face guarding them playing four on four everywhere else is good you can't win you know missing 10 free throws having you know what 50 turnovers and also scoring 39 points in the first half I don't think they're dead just yet we have to remember this is the NBA so if Adam Silver says hey we need seven games here okay Those refs COVID yeah COVID was only a few years ago we didn't have any fans lost some money we need seven games out of this series I don't care what it takes so I do think you know maybe we'll get back to Golden State I think possibly the Celtics LeBron Stay up and watch that whole game. Oh, yeah. Have to. Have to. Because, I mean, going into the fourth. Yeah, the 9 o'clock tip. 907 tip. tip. Yeah, I can't, can't have that happen. Hey, I hey, listen. I'm all about the West Coast getting mm-hmm. to enjoy their life, too. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Sure. There's a lot of empty seats at the beginning of that game. 6 mm-hmm. p.m. There's probably some traffic to get oh, there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not easy to get there. Even if you think about going home from work mm-hmm. and then to the thing, you're going to show up late. And I don't know how you guys have done it all this time. You get better weather than us. Okay? That's deal with it. That's what you guys get. You get better weather yeah. than we get. We just so happen to have East Coast bias for everything that is timing-wise. That 9 p.m. tip, if that was a team that I was actually rooting interest for, that'd be tough. That, that kind of offsets the entire day, especially now that I'm super healthy and focus on my Your, sleep oh, and I drink coffee. Hell oh, yeah. No big deal. Good sleeper. But mm, like, num, the num, biggest num, thing num. really is you just... You said something was tough. You know what's tough? Getting this done. <laughs> How do people drink this every day? Iced coffee? Just... In general, the mud flavor that this thing has. I don't know. That's the the hiccup that I can't get over. Is I, really I think it love tastes it. like shit. My yeah. wife loves it, though. Oh, I love the taste Once of coffee. I'm like, I like the smell of it, I think. Yeah, I think sure. I like the, oh, the best part of waking up. It's Folgers in yogurt. I don't think it's just in the cup. I think it's the smell. Like mm-hmm. the, the scent of coffee yeah. is one that I enjoy. The taste, though. This thing is just... You have to find your taste. It's going to make me live forever, they say. Yeah. But this one... I think I had a ball roast this morning at the house. My wife made me a little oh, ice no, coffee. Delicious. Okay. I mean, it, it certainly wasn't delicious. Oh, but no. it, it, it went down much smoother than this done. thing. This thing is a... Um, a trifecta, tri- uh, Trent, uh, a triple option. Oh, Trenta. Trenta uh, cold brew. Okay. Okay. Thick. Ooh. This one's thick. But that one has the juice. This one will literally make me live forever. Uh, and oh, yeah. it will get you going. Cold mm-hmm. brew. That one has more than any other coffee, I think. I don't need that. Are you a post-coffee poops guy? Because if you aren't, you're about to find <laughs> out. Oh, oh baby. You have it. I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> only drink coffee. To oh yeah. In the yeah! Did you dump this morning? A lot of people like smoking a cig or something like that, or putting a chew in coffee. A lot of people just drink coffee to poop in the morning. You are going to be the mayor of Butt Piss City. Yeah. With this thing, yeah, oh, it'll oh, get yeah. you moving. Oh, yeah. oh no, <laughs> it's good for you. No, that's not good. But as far as the taste, you just have to find your taste. Like, like Connor's or sorry, what's his name? Foxy's a black guy. Like yes. he drinks coffee black. I'm a two splendid and one cream guy. Like, yeah, but that yeah. makes coffee not no longer good for you. Says who? AJ? Yeah. 
Okay. You can't. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those creamers will kill you. Well, yeah. that's what they say. Try almond milk. No, that's, yeah, that's why you need almond milk or something yeah. like that. Almond milk, it, it gets the job done and it's not yeah, as thick. Yeah, I'm just going to let you know, I ain't bad about it with almond milk either. Well, that just ain't my fucking shit. Well, you go, so you go Fairlife. I'm I'm a skim milk guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. Put Try that skim. in here. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, fine. Splash. Why not? It's all the same. And you don't have to worry about dumping your pants. Usually after the first cup of Joe, you'll poop then. So if you have the blonde roast at the house. Yeah, correct. I did. But yeah, so did by the time you come in here. No. Oh. Yeah, so you're going you're gonna to have your hands full after, oh, that. <laughs> after that one. I'm taking down a combo. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a Lincoln long. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's all right. I'm going to live forever. Yeah, so true. I guess if that's I'm just kind of the trade -off. losing a feeling in my feet every single day after having a couple coffees, and, but I get to live forever, that's <laughs> yeah. something I'll give up, I guess. Poop fun. Foxy, He's how many fun. times do you poop, I guess? Is that what you do? You're just shitting the whole day, Foxy? I'm used to it now, so it's just one a day every morning. Yeah. It's a pretty good standard schedule here. Tea's fine for you, though, Pat. I don't know if AJ said it was bad for you. Tea is absolutely fine. It's just like coffee. No, but coffee makes you live forever is what I was told yesterday. That's, that's that is right. what they say. But I've been trying to live forever. Back in the day, I was like, well, I'll go and die young. Oh, I almost wishing for it a couple different times. Like, you know, they say the good die young and I'm great. Like, let's get me the fuck mm -hmm, out of here. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. In the way, I was living a bit reckless and it was almost like, all right, if I make it to 30, awesome. This would be sweet. But now I'm like 35 and I get a tweaked knee golfing and yeah. hitting a ball into a net and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And some reason I'm like, I would like to live forever now. Why not just let me live forever? And whenever <laughs> I get to that point where I can no longer live forever, I want them to cut my head off, freeze it, Reason. and then cure whatever I have that is killing me and bring me back. Boom. Right. But I've heard this yesterday. I just learned yesterday. I mean, AJ got very defensive. We'll talk to him in the next Shit. hour, obviously. Mm -hmm. He got very defensive. I guess coffee does make you live longer, which I did not know. I had no idea. So if you just got... It makes sense because how bad it tastes that it has to do something good. You know what I mean? Like sure. Like uh, kale, the worst. Right. right. Fucking helps worst. you, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Everything that tastes like ass mm -hmm. makes you live longer, allegedly. And that would make sense with coffee, I guess. I can't believe you want to live longer. I want to live forever. Can you imagine how insufferable the world is going to be in like 50 years, let alone 100? Dude, just imagine when I'm walking around scratch golfer. Yeah. Okay, because I played for so on long. Of course. Just doing my own thing. I had seen more than any of these fuckers have ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I will be Google. People would just yeah. be asking me questions all That's the time. Right. That's right. It'd be a great time. Oh, it'd be so annoying. Stop asking me questions, everybody. No, that's why you get that big white beard. Yeah. 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 You like it's a sign of, hey, I've fucking been there, done that. Exactly. That's what that big beard is. And I will play the part if I get to live 120, 130 years. That fucking nun lived. Yeah, she did. Right. 114 she did. or whatever. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. but you Mine's don't want to live already like turned white because I have so much fucking knowledge. So Well, I, I think we're <laughs> by the way, is this normal? Our entire generation. Mm -hmm is getting gray right here on all of our That's beards. That's social media. Social media is doing it to us? Not the food that we ate or no, anything? No, it's because you're always looking at your phone, so it's dying it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It could be. Yeah. Probably, because I'm getting that too. Yeah. And it's starting to like, you know, I'm getting a lot of whites in my hair. Nice. And it's kind of mixing with the oh, blonde that I have and, awesome. and the brown that I have. If I get a full white head. You look like that Italian guy who's on yachts with food. I'm fucking slicking that thing back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going beard if this thing's all gray. And I am spray tanning myself. Yes. Yeah. I am so. That would be the best you. Even more reason why I would like to live forever. If that's what I'm going to look like. Yeah. And you're and I'm able to just give myself whatever uh, boost and boost that make me just a yoked up white haired tanned yeah. man. No. I mean, here I come. Let's go. The next 90 years are going to be awesome, Nick. Fuck off. Who are you going to be <laughs> hanging out with? Huh? Who are you going to be hanging out with? Well, that is interesting. I uh, talked to my wife about this this morning. I said, I need a coffee because I'd like to live forever. Probably. She said, uh, 
just like you, why do you want to live forever? I was like, eh. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, well, has anybody ever done for? No. All right. I like to try it out or whatever. And coffee allegedly makes me live longer. Uh-huh. And she said, um, so you just want you just want me to die or something like that? I'm like, no, I'd like you to live forever too. Like, hey, I, I, would, I need you to live forever Drink as well. Up. And then that did go into a full conversation like, well, what if she doesn't live forever and I live forever and you guys don't live forever? What am I going to do? No new friends, no new friends. It's going to be difficult See, for me I, when I'm like 90, 95. Nobody's going to want to hang out with me except for everybody else pooping in their diapers. Entire the generation of doofuses is going to no, be hanging no, around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Toby's uh, yeah. entire generation exactly. and the next one after that. I always pictured you growing old at the end of a cul-de-sac with a couple other guys who aren't going to die, and that's Brock and The Rock. So, Oh, me? Brock, the Rock, Rock Stone Cold. You guys at the end of the cul-de-sac, okay? Hey, the further down you go, the cold. longer you live. We live at the end of the road, Paul. Uh-huh. I don't know if Mr. Cold's going to make it as long, because, uh, you know, I, that guy likes oh, to fucking fuck? Listen, have himself a nice... Holy I shit, would like to sacrifice me living forever if it would be for Stone Cold Steve Austin to live forever. Me too. Sure. I would just like that to be known for the good of the world. Science is science, though. I, I can't believe you said that. Did she drink coffee, though, I thought? Stone Cold? Yeah. No, he drinks up, wakes up and drinks a couple glasses of Waggy. What? That also helps you live forever, though. What? A couple glasses of whiskey with your coffee. What? <laughs> I don't Did know you if he's drinking whiskey in the morning. Whiskey is the number one. Yeah, what's that? That's strictly because the Rock, right? Yeah, the Rock is like, hey, everybody, yeah. we don't drink whiskey anymore. We drink Terramana tequila. Yeah. Oh yeah, tequila. Americans will spend more on mezcal and tequila than whiskey this year. Whoa! This is a it. big deal because in America, yeah. whiskey was king. Oh yeah! Because all the olds go ahead and have a whiskey at night or whiskey at meetings, what? and they still mm-hmm. do that entire operation. And it's kind of been the fabric of America drinking is that whiskey's the go-to. This year, with the helps of the Rock and Jordan and Braun pushing some highly expensive and great-tasting tequila, America has turned to tequila. It's probably healthier for you than whiskey as well, if I had to guess. Yeah, natural upper. Uh, potentially, why uh, mood in a booster is in there. Last time I had tequila, ended up in jail. Yeah. yeah. Now that was like a hundred shots of it, so maybe <laughs> sure. maybe shouldn't do all that. But I've seen The Rock put a pretty stiff pour into one of those. Oh days. yeah. He didn't end up in jail, but I do recall <laughs> it always tasting very good. Makes sense. It honestly makes sense. But a very very big whiskey drinker, Ty Schmidt, seems to disagree with this stuff. Well, I'm just not really a tequila guy because the only time I'm I'm having tequilas if I'm taking a shot of it. Like, I know people do drink tequila on the rocks, but I will just never be that guy. The, the, the rock be. does. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I don't know if the rock's drinking his own tequila. He is. Yes, I see him oh, pop yeah. the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop. That's what it does. <clears throat> pop. He goes, oh, there's the yeah. pop. It actually does that. It sounds mean, like propaganda from no, Big Tequila. No. Oh, no, this program. Couldn't kind of imagine does. sipping tequila. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Ooh, yeah. So good. There's he some really good so tequilas, good, though. though, I think. Yeah. I can't. Tequila Sunrise? My wife loves oh, that's uh, not, tequila. It's not just tequila. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot that's in there. It's yeah, this is like too. a mashed potatoes conversation where <laughs> everything that's on top of the mashed potatoes tastes good. Mashed potatoes themselves taste like shit, is what you just kind of did with tequila. And we were saying the contrary, actually. Mm-hmm. There's people that enjoy just the taste of tequila. <laughs> and I think there is some high end tequilas that are just very, very, very smooth. smooth. Very I guess. smooth. I very like the taste of tequila. I mean, I mean, that, there's a good run there where you just grab a bottle of Jose Cuervo and you just walk around. Town. Yeah, that's what we're saying. That's the yeah. shitty tasting. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I mean, Ter- this makes sense because Ter- no Ter- offense to Jose Cuervo. No, 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 no. You're, no, you're no, doing great business, Jose. right? I, they, no, don't need me going in there. No. Um, but some of those high end ones. There's a what's that big bottle with, with the uh, with the um, the bell on top? Azul. Is that what it's called? Oh, like the blue the, in Spanish, yeah. The blue and the white. The blue bottle. tall one. Yeah. 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 Oh, sex toy. Very smooth. But you can ring that at the top. Oh yeah. 
I think me and Warren Moon finished a bottle of that one. Really? Ooh. Yeah, it was quite an evening. He talked shit on his way out the door, too, as I was going to bed. Oh, no. <laughs> he was still going? Uh, he was. He had a driver. Yeah. So I don't know if oh, he was going home or if he was... responsibly. Yeah. Wherever he was going. I don't know if he was going home or if he was going to finish another one of his mm-hmm. bottles, but he did talk massive amounts of shit on the way out about me being soft. It was delicious, though. That one was yeah. delicious. It's very good. But once you end up in jail for one particular thing, it's almost like when you get uh, food sick off of, like, chips at the yeah. Fiesta Bowl and you don't eat chips for, like, the next 10 years yep. because last time you ate chips and salsa was at, like, 2, 3 a.m. coming back from Phoenix or Scottsdale when mm-hmm. you were doing a little bit too much the week of a bowl game that's pretty important and you puked all over your uh, bedroom and bathroom sure so makes perfect are. sense so you don't eat chips for like a yeah. like 10 years or so but then when you get back into it you finally get past the mental hurdle of getting back into it you're like oh this is why i yeah. was that's why i was playing the game to begin with this is why chips. i was doing that game yeah that has happened with me with tequila since you know the last time i had a little bit too much fun end up in jail maybe yeah. we shouldn't do it again but every once in a while i give a little looksy at it and i'm like Maybe we should dance once again. Yeah. Maybe we should have an evening where we don't have a hundred. Maybe we just have one or two. Yeah. What? That makes sense. Uh, and the Terramana is delicious. We've all had it. Oh, so I so good. good. It is very smooth. You guys seem to love it. I mean, it's very. It's. And we went over the rock. Pop the bottle. Yeah. It just <laughs> sounds so good. All right, let's dive into some sports talk. Twenty minutes in. Uh, today is massive for news. Huge. Huge. That's the thing about running a sports show. Yeah. And I, I, Darius talked about it with Good Morning Football, and I was watching this morning. They seem to talk a little bit more football this morning. They did. So yeah. We're pretty pumped up about that because Darius got to showcase his big brain, and I believe today and yesterday were the only two days he's on this week. So congrats to our guy D Butt on a hell of a run of Good Morning Football. They got to figure that out. They've kind of mailed in on that show. Yeah. And, uh, nah. Everybody knows that whenever they get back in the season, they're in the studio, yeah. they're big again, though. Yeah, true. I've thought about that with our show. I'm like, um, if this show gets down to like 20 people watching it, which is a hilarious amount of people watching it, but if 20 people watch this show, uh, we appreciate those 20 people. But when we get back in the season, We'll be, able, we'll we be able to get back into it. So right now we try to, you know, wade the waters of sports bullshit and nonsense and try to figure out what's worth conversating about, what's not worth conversating about. Here's something that's happening on a beautiful Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Allegedly, Carolina Panthers and Cleveland Browns are in the middle of trade talks right now. Wow. This just kind of got dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. The way it was reported was as if the trade talks will continue, but I had not heard. I don't think we had heard that they were in the middle of trade talks at all. We obviously thought that the Browns and the Panthers would make a deal because Baker Mayfield going to the Panthers makes sense. This has been alluded to literally since the Deshaun Watson situation happened in Cleveland. Now, one week before the Deshaun Watson trade to the Cleveland Browns for the $230 million guaranteed, there was a full Baker Mayfield and the Browns not getting along. Uh, relationship has come too far. Then the Browns said, we don't care. Fuck off. Then they signed Deshaun Watson. Then uh, uh, Baker Mayfield goes on the You Never Know, you mm-hmm. know, podcast yeah. with uh, Just Mike. Just uh-huh. Mike. And he says, Carolina Panthers, maybe, but no. Like, when you know, you know, and that's something that's a no. You know, you never know. On the you never know thing. It was a whole situation. So the Panthers and Baker Mayfield have been linked for a long time publicly, but it sounded like when Baker spoke about it, he said, nah. And then whenever the world started chatting about it after the Deshaun Watson trade, it was like a lot of things have to happen here for the Carolina Panthers to want to get into the Baker Mayfield. All of it revolved around the Cleveland Browns paying the $18.5 million guaranteed that Baker Mayfield has. Now it is being reported with very firm conviction from Jonathan Jones. Uh-huh. Hey, when JJ's on the beat and what JJ says, JJ knows. That's yeah. right. 
as minicamps begin today for both the Browns and the Panthers. So their mandatory minicamps are happening right now. Trade talks between the teams continue surrounding quarterback Baker Mayfield per sources. Okay, so he said that it's been happening. I don't think we had gotten confirmation that they were talking at all. A lot of people are saying uh, the Panthers want to check out what they got going on in minicamp. Seattle Seahawks want to check out what they got going in minicamp. Look for this all to happen after the minicamps because then they'll have a real judgment on if their team's going to be able to win with the quarterbacks that they have or do they want to make a move and bring in a veteran like Baker Mayfield who's obviously been exiled from Cleveland yep. mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. Got a lot of players that left Cleveland well, when Baker was there that want to go back. Yep. There's a lot of... What the fuck happened? It's very interesting. I have no first quarterback to ever win with them in some time. Yeah. And it's almost like inside the building. Teams continue surrounding uh, quarterback May, uh, Baker Mayfield per sources. The main issue remains Mayfield's salary and how much or how little teams pay. There's an urgency on Carolina's side uh, to execute the deal because they would like to see Mayfield in some of their mini camps. So I don't know why the last week of the mini camp would be when the trade talks would start right. or or kind of get in there. Uh, it would make sense to want to have your quarterback at OTAs or at your mandatory mini camp so you can get a little bit of a sense of how things go, how practices go, what's the vibe of team meetings, who's a player, who's not a player, learn the offense a little bit more as opposed to just looking at an iPad during the downtime between OTAs, mini camp, and training camp. So it makes sense that they would want Baker there. But this Jonathan Jones guy's reporting something I don't think we knew. They are currently entrenched in negotiations. Is this going to take place? Is this going to happen? Is Baker on his way to Carolina? What's that mean for Darnold? Are they sending Darnold back to Cleveland? There's another $19 million on the books that somebody's going to have to pay. The uh, minicamp angle is weird because their minicamp starts today, um, goes tomorrow, and then the day after. Yeah, three days is what minicamp is. And then it's done. So that's a weird one. That would have to be done very quickly, and he would have to get there very quickly. Yesterday. Yeah. He would have to get there yesterday. (laughs) Hey, we'll figure out the deal, but we just need you at minicamp. And then with the the salary thing, like... Hey, we're not questioning JJ, but... No, no, no. no, 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 Jonathan Jones has heard his stuff. We're just saying this has come out of nowhere for those of us that have potentially been covering this for the last two months, waiting for something to pop up. And you'd have to think they're going to have to have the Browns... Or maybe they just do a switch. I don't know, because... Baker and Sam are both do 18 and a half, whatever the same thing is, because what they were first and second overall. So is Tepper saying, hey, listen, Browns, you pay for Darnold's salary and Baker's salary. We'll take Baker. You take Sam. Huh? How about it? And uh, Andrew Barry's like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah what? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we just paid a guy $230 million guaranteed. What do you want from us? Jesus Christ. That deal. And is, is 26. Now there's 26 uh, allegations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We thought this thing was coming to a close. I think we all did. Yeah. By the way, incredibly serious. And I say that every single time just because there's a chance that somebody's watching our clip for the first time and I'm wearing a tank top, used to playing the game, and we got a bunch of doofuses in studio. Mm-hmm. I would like everybody to know that we very much understand how serious these allegations are and that what is being alleged is that this dude is a fucking predator. Okay, yeah. like that is real. That is very real yeah. just from the allegations. Now, we would like justice to be served to the hundredth degree. One way or the other, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And whenever the, uh, when he wasn't indicted by two grand juries, mm-hmm. I think the narrative around a lot of people are like, okay, well, what does the grand jury know that we don't know? And if he's not getting indicted, which we had heard that a grand jury would indict a ham sandwich because what did the ham sandwich do? We don't know. We'll find out later. So him not getting indicted, I feel like turned it in his favor a little bit more like hey these are allegations this is some big rouge massive would have to go across the country and now with 26 people would have to all be on the same conspiracy to take him down but how is this something that has gone this long if you're Deshaun Watson he now 
Once again, he has proclaimed his innocence since the beginning. Mm -hmm. But with the New York Times article and with the HBO and with more allegations coming every single week, it feels like where there's smoke, there's fire. Did he just assume that none of this would happen? I don't understand how this has got to this point. $230 million guaranteed from the Browns. It is all just kind of like a muddy situation that's like, why is this happening how it's how, how did we get to this point in the biggest league on earth with the biggest contract in the history of the biggest league on earth with the quarterback position with a franchise that is like a legendary one that's been around a long time none of this makes sense to me at all how we got here and it seems like it's only getting worse by the days go on well and it's even cloudier because like rap sheet mentioned uh, yesterday like we don't know what he disclosed to the browns so it's like They've been very steadfast about like, hey, we're in his corner. Like, we're not voiding any guarantees. He's getting this contract. He's our quarterback. But now, like, all these new these new allegations are coming out. So it's like, well, was he forthright with them? Did like because now at this point, like, they've kind of made their bed and they have to sleep with it. Like, what if they didn't do it after you know four more allegations? Like, if it gets up to thirty, will then they be like, oh, okay, well maybe we we miscalculated that this whole situation because it really was once he showed up and he had the the stuff on him was like actually throwing in, you know, like his red jersey and had his helmet on. It was almost like maybe he was thinking like, oh, this is over. Like now I'm here. I'm just I'm here to play football. Like this has all been put to rest. And I feel like that just is not the case at all. I don't get it. I don't get it. How the grand jury not do it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. They heard everything, right? Yeah. How is he not put on the exemption list? Everybody that comes out is like, well, the commissioner's exemption list is actually whenever blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I had a teammate who was accused of something, got into um, legal, and they put him on the exemption list the next day mm-hmm. when he was accused of something mm-hmm. that took place or whatever. It's like, I don't fully understand how the NFL has handled this and what's going to go, but allegedly we're going to get an answer here in the next couple of weeks. But what happens if two more allegations come out sure. afterward? Right. Well, we, and then it just continues to go because the New York Times had 66 different massage. Alleged. Uh, once again, this is all alleged. Yeah. 66 different <clears throat> massage therapists in 17 months. That's only 17 months. This guy's been in the NFL a long time. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see how, if you're Deshaun Watson's camp, you're like, yeah, let's just keep going. Let's mm-hmm. just keep doing this. Because now there's 26 different trials they're going to have to go to. And if any oh. of those are made public, like it's not going to be. No. Right. Especially with the HBO thing. And now the NFL has to reopen their investigation. Like there's more, Every time. Yeah, there's more allegations now. So they have, what, four more people? Because they did the for the 22 that it was two or three weeks ago, and now it's at 26. I had a couple uh, Browns fans say, did you talk about Ben Roethlisberger whenever you talk? Yes. Go ahead and check <laughs> us. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Mm-hmm. Please go check us about Baloney, Bop, and Ben mm-hmm. and what we have said about him in the past. This is not just because it's the Browns quarterback. It's because this is the biggest contract in the NFL's yes. history. This is going to set the standard for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I would assume any good agent is going to be, or any guy representing himself is going to say, this is what he's never got a yard for the Cleveland Browns ever. This guy's never accrued a single yard for the Cleveland Browns. The only thing he has brought is actual controversy to the Cleveland Browns now, let alone burning it down with Baker Mayfield entirely, Mm -hmm. and you paid him more guaranteed money than anybody. So Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson are all just like, well, you're going to pay us more than what this guy got. This guy got this. You have to pay us more. This is a new standard in this whole thing. And it's like, all for what? Because what if he does? I mean, Ian Rapport yesterday saying, It'll be more than a fine. Whoa. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Sh- Imagine if the Roger Goodell said, 
with a $1 million fine for his mm-hmm. actions. There would be people oh, rioting. God damn. And there would be riots be and protests at the NFL offices in New York, at the Cleveland Browns Stadium every single time. But I guess I guess that had to have been a conversation at one point for Ian to even give us an answer. Like, yeah, it will be more than a fine. It's like, are they trying to set the standard now? It won't be as big. And who's actually making that decision? Because they have an independent, independent investigator mm-hmm. that is giving her recommendation to Roger Goodell. Then Roger Goodell, I think, makes the final decision. So this is all going on to Roger Goodell's uh, desk. Does Roger Goodell want to end up answering the same questions he had to in the past for things that he has maybe misjudged or mismanaged? It's... It's a very, it continues to get more and more complicated as the days roll on. And it's not good for the NFL or obviously Deshaun for this to keep going the way it is. Yeah, I think it was Lisa Friel was the one who was investigating. And after she did her investigation, I thought we were all kind of shocked at how quick it was. Like, it, it didn't feel as though it was as in-depth. But then obviously later on they said, like, you know, we're going to wait until the trials figure themselves out and then we'll kind of come forward. But I think that's why the Browns-Panthers thing is interesting because – Tepper and I feel like a lot of the other owners fucking hate the Browns because of that contract that they gave Deshaun Watson. How who's bad the pies on for the Ravens? Acosta. No, no. Bashadi. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bashadi came out. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens came Steve. out, and the Bengals came out. Yeah, and we're like, he's fucking Brown. Yeah, <laughs> and they can both grandstand. By the way, on like morally. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like good too. Like mm-hmm. like yeah. good moral arguments against it all. It's just. 26 now at this point. What did it start as? 22? I thought it was 24 and then two dropped. So it went down to 22. 22 and then now Four more. Yeah, since the HBO thing. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of allegations. It doesn't seem like there's really any like... Very serious allegations. That's good way for this to end either because if he doesn't get... Like, you see all this stuff, it's like, okay, there's no way this guy can play this year. But if he doesn't, and, like, what, are they just going to, he's going to be playing on Fox or CBS, whatever, and two more allegations come out, you know, like, the day he's play, like, the NFL is going to take so much flack over that. Burkhart like, and Greg Olson are yeah, going to exactly. have to handle that. Just moments ago, there has been, right. yeah, I don't, huh, let's move on. Hey, hey, we will continue to follow along with one of the most, you know, game-changing stories the NFL mm-hmm. has had in some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only contract-wise, team-wise, odds are moving, everything's moving, and the Cleveland Browns went all in with this. Yeah, shocker. What's that all about? What? Well, Browns fans aren't going to be happy that you just Well, it's that. wild that it was happening to this organization of all the organizations, this, you know, top-of-the-line, class-A organization. <laughs> you did say, the football <laughs> gods, you know, you finally get a quarterback in the city that never wins, and now you want to run them out of town. We did mention that you, the football gods could potentially come back and say, hey, what yeah. the fuck are you guys doing? First yeah. playoff win since, what, like, 94? And it would happen to be against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. Yes. I mean, Foxy represents Detroit every single year, 10-7 oh, yeah. in a playoff win, and the Browns actually finally got that after Yeah, but being, they fired Jim Caldwell, too. Yeah, That's true. Not yeah. If it were me, I would have paid Baker $500 million to yeah. win us a playoff game. Thank you so much. You can do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. It's always like everybody, you know, says, the enemy of great is good. And we're good right now. We need to get great. And then they go right back into the suck yeah. Yeah. of what life is. But remember, that jersey was from the top of this TV mm-hmm. all the way down to the ground on quarterbacks that lost for mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. yeah. They had a 29-year-old rookie in there. Mm-hmm. Wheaton, boom, he was supposed to change the whole thing. Brady Kim was, boom, he was supposed to change the whole thing. The amount of names that are on that Man's list all. is literally a Hall of Fame of, like, could have yeah. beens mm-hmm. or supposed to be's. And they all lost in Cleveland. Then Baker Mayfield gets there, wins, 
And uh, maybe we don't. Yeah, we kind of uh, fucking hate this guy. One, Get him out of much. here. Yeah, we'll keep this jersey growing, I think. We, I mean, we did win a playoff game. He got a little bit excited. Some other shenanigans. Seems like a lot of his teammates don't like him for whatever reason. Now, now listen, we are not saying that. Mm. We are just saying what is kind of... From watching the interactions. Coming through the grapevine <laughs> and from watching yeah. the interactions. And the Browns just go, yep, we're fucking moving on. Look at think, this. Look at this. This Is that fucking Tim Koch that starts yeah. this entire yeah. thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. When is that Doug Peterson, head coach of the fucking Jags, right there? Could be Kelly Holcomb, Holcomb, McCann, Jeff Garcia, Fry, Dorsey, Gradkowski. Remember Bruce? Oh yeah. Hey, that's Pittsburgh Paisan. Bruce Gradkowski was supposed to fucking go. Anderson, Brady Quinn, ten games. Who? Derek uh, Anderson. Derek Anderson, one year. Fucking Jake Delhomme. Fuck it, those fucking names. Hoyer's dude. on that list. <laughs> those are all quarterbacks consecutively that lost for the Browns. This uh-huh. isn't like a throughout the history of the Browns. This is in order. Bang, yeah. bang, yeah. stink, stank, stunk, suck. Here we go again. Boom, 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 boom. And then finally Mayfield wins for him. And everybody, including us, is like, is this a long-term answer for him? And literally since the beginning, we have had to mention that this ain't good. Football gods are going to watch this, Cleveland. You guys weren't able to drink fucking Bud Lights for like 10 weeks yeah. of a season not that long ago. And now it's like, oh, we can get better. We can move on. And Deshaun Watson on the football field is a incredible quarterback, or he was whenever mm-hmm. we last saw him play. How much was he working? You would assume that um, he maybe lost a little bit if you're just away from the game for a year not playing, or maybe he got better. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. But now they're going to have to live in this where it is mutually beneficial to both parties of Baker and the Browns to move on. And it's got too ugly, too public for them to even make amends, uh, even though I think money handles all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But him going right down to Carolina, right down into the uh, carousel of suck. Mm-hmm. Carolina's about to become yeah. the oh, Cleveland yeah. Browns jersey. And by the way, Tepper will be that jersey until mm-hmm. they find a guy that they think is good enough. And maybe Baker with a chip on his shoulder will go into a new town and be able to do that for him. But... I have no idea how this plays out for any party. Yeah, and like with the quarterback conversation, it kind of credit to the Colts for actually being able to go different quarterback every year and not completely sucking. But the Panthers well, we lost Clontine last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Matt Ryan, obviously, seal. But the Panthers, what they've had five or six quarterbacks in the last three years. Like they are kind of already are halfway down that list. You could probably add Darnold, maybe even Corral, and sure, Corral could be the guy. But if that doesn't work out either, there's a chance that thing just triples pretty quick. Also, offense coordinators they've moved on. Yeah, uh, Rule was really the only one that's kind of maintained, and I think yeah. he got like a seventy million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. He has to be looking around the building like, oh well, Tepper is yeah. quickly saying uh, that guy can't win a Super Bowl. That guy can't win a Super Bowl. That guy can't win a Super Bowl. That guy. Oh, who's? Oh, no. Oh, shit. Well, hello, Mr. Tipper. I'm nice. <laughs> I'd like to let you know you did promise me $70 million. That is guaranteed. Tipper, I don't give a fuck. You either win this year or you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He will continue to just mm-hmm. motorboat right through whatever until he deems it as a winner. And that's uh, that's good for a fan base sure. to see that out of an owner. In that building, though, everybody's just got to have assholes. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, they tighten are, up. And they already have the next coach in waiting there. Fucking McAdoo. All right, Matt, I don't know if Matt Dew was necessarily one that yeah. Panthers fans thought, okay, bring this guy in. This is going to be the one that's going to save the day oh. for us. But, hey, maybe McAdoo did a little reflection. Maybe he took some ayahuasca. Maybe he, uh, maybe he's completely changed. Possible. Yes. You know, maybe he is. I mean, that guy caused a war in New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the doofus. Thanks, mm-hmm. Eli, for Geno Smith uh-huh. with his hair the way it is and mm-hmm. talking the way he is. He gets fired. <laughs> they put Eli back in. Oh, 
Not or the good. scene. He's a uh, Pennsylvania guy. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, McAdoo, just Pennsylvania guy. Okay. Not don't they say he's no. a Pittsburgh guy? No, 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 no. I thought he was no, a Pittsburgh guy. Nobody's ever said that. No, no, he's a Pennsylvania guy. Just oh. Pennsylvania. Everyone guy. says Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's well, that's because he's Irish and he does have the slicked back hair. So you would think he was an Irish person that Correct. grew up around a lot of fucking Italians, probably. Sure. sure. Uh, but he's just Pennsylvania guy. He's not necessarily a Pittsburgh guy. Oh, okay. okay. We should tell the broadcasters that thing. They What's never, that? They've Pittsburgh. never said that. Pittsburgh. No, they don't say that. They usually say noted Pittsburgh guy. No, 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 no. Say no, made from steel. No, he's what maybe Western Pennsylvania, sure. like he is, but it's six hours to drive across the state. So Big state, boys. that's a fucking yeah. huge thing. He's an hour. It's not like a little bum ass state like where you're from. He's from. Oh, he's an hour and Great. fifteen minutes east of Pittsburgh. Okay, you guys usually claim guys like that. No, no, no not McAdoo. <laughs> not McAdoo. Jeff Goldblum might as well be. Fucking Jeff Goldblum was fucking unbelievable in that Jurassic World Dominion movie. <laughs> yeah. He was really he's the only redeeming thing. quality of that thing, except for a couple of the dinosaurs that looked Thank professional. You. Sure. Other ones look like they were a South Park, you know. Sure. Yeah, there's bad ones. Yeah, put together. Goldblum's down from the waterfront, okay? That's where we did our fucking show. Is, is he so. really from the waterfront? From yeah, West Homestead, so. Munhall. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's where we were at the IHOP, where uh, mm. the server was the hostess and Chase. the... Uh, yes. Chase. Chase, Chase uh-huh. was the uh, chef, server, and host. Yeah, sous chef. I, to be honest, our entire system just crashed. Everybody quit. No one showed up. I don't even know what to charge you, man. I have no idea. What do you so. think it's worth? Yeah, whatever you think it's worth. It's like, well, good for you, pal. Keep working, man. Here's yeah. $300, I guess. <laughs> well, and that guy turned into Ben McAdoo, and he coaches the Carolina Panthers now. I didn't hear what you said because there's breaking news coming out of technology. <gasps> Here we go. Oh, boy. Apple has oh. just signed a 10-year deal with MLS. No. What? Joe Pogliano, who was on the show just a couple weeks ago, a man who does all this business stuff for us, and we talked about how good his account is at the business shit. Mm -hmm. He is what we thought Ravel might grow into. Ravel turned into a meme that can't run well, right? and Pompliano has really taken off on in stride. Uh, Apple TV has signed a 10-year deal with Major League Soccer and will become the exclusive home of all MLS games globally starting next year. The deal is worth... At least $250 million, the MLS, $250 million annually per Andrew Uroink of Sports Business Journal or 2.8x the $90 million they currently get. This is a big deal for the MLS. Hell yeah, it is. Wow. MLS. Got Methy coming. That's what uh-huh. he does. You got Beckham in ownership. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, uh, you, you start adding some high profile names and some stars into the whole thing. Yeah. You get some of these executives that only want to be able to go to a happy hour and say they just did a deal with uh, David Beckham and that money can really go up. Because we have to remember that all those, these are businesses, these are humans making the decision with the profile of the MLS growing that automatically means that the money of the MLS is growing whether it's worth it or not TBD nobody cares but the humans making the deal are pumped to say that they just did a deal with fucking David Beckham and Messi's coming to town in a couple years okay so Apple's now got two baseball games a week they now have the MLS it's only a matter of time before they got Sunday ticket are you saying hold? Uh, Apple's got a lot of money. Yeah, why would they do this before Sunday ticket gets to what do you? Oh, they got enough money for both. For sure. That salary cap for the NFL is just... Mm-hmm. Literally, everybody's just kicking everything in the future. It's like, uh, do you see what Apple just gave? Fucking MLS, yeah. $250 million a year. Oh, so they'll give the NFL $2.5 billion a year at least. Oh, that means the salary cap, 49% of the uh, uh, shares of the whole thing. That'll only go up. We're in a good spot. We'll just keep kicking this shit down. That's here. only 20% of money they made off accessories, too. What do you mean? 
like just the dongles and chargers and stuff. Oh, like you're talking that. about Apple as a company yes, as a whole. Yeah. yeah, they're sitting on so much fucking money yeah. right now. They can do this deal ten times over if they wanted to, and Easy. still be able to go get every other league if they want to, just like Amazon. But all these teams that are kicking this money into the future, uh, yeah, we'll give you seventy million in 2027. Yep. They're like looking at this deal and they're like, hey, had a baby. That makes sense. Look what Here we're we doing. Go. We're getting into this whole thing. Whenever Apple starts dancing with the biggest league on earth, I like that Apple Sports is starting to take off because you said for baseball, the coverage, the the Camera angles and shit is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet because the obviously like the cameras that Apple is using are insane, and you don't get to see that any other where any other place you'd be watching a baseball game. It's just the booth that kind of stinks. Well, listen, this is just like whenever um, old Phil Knight decided to take some rubber and put it into a waffle maker mm -hmm. and then tape it to the bottom of his feet so he could be a better cross country runner. Yep. Thank you, Phil Knight. The first couple uh, iterations of things, not, not necessarily. Great the final product no, right no, no. and that's probably what apple's thinking when everybody buries them for the coverage which i don't want i've not watched a single game mm -hmm. but i do see the internet light up and it's never about the baseball that's being played or the camera angles it's always about how did this happen with apple when you have a never-ending supply of money how is this what you got going on but just think four or five years they'll probably figure it out a little bit get a little bit more mature just like with amazon coming in mm -hmm. i assume that's going to evolve over the first few years as well let's not hey Wait till Netflix dives into the live sure, rights yeah. for shit. I mm -hmm. think that's on its way as well. I, I think all these platforms are going to try to battle in live stuff because as the world turns away from a podcast world and into a live world, I think platforms are going to take advantage of being able to keep people on their platform for longer with more shit, more live shit, and they all have a never-ending supply of money never-ending supply of money to be able to afford whatever the fuck they want. You just got to hope, if you're on the receiving end of that, some person wants to go into a happy hour and say they just paid whatever it was for the deal that they just made. And I guess it does make sense if the when, whenever their conversation with the NFL, whether it's next year or whatever, they do this kind of stuff so they kind of can say, like, hey, we've done live sports before. We kind of have an idea of, like, what we need to do to make this. Like, so they can really knock knock out the the pitch to the NFL whenever they do have that. So they're calling this the first all-digital deal in North America. Breaking the Apple TV app will be exclusive place to watch every MLS game starting in 2023. This is the first all-digital global media rights deal for a big five league in North America. Look at the MLF. Yeah, how bad? What a forward thinking. Yeah, but this is all probably a practice round for the NFL inevitably in a couple years if right. they get a chance to go at it. And all these deals, I think that the NFL signed $110 billion for 11 years. They signed media rights deals. I think they all have opt-outs for every single network if they wanted to get out and they have the ability to compete if another platform wants to get into the game. It's like including but not limited to uh, Amazon, Apple, and any other people that get in there. You know, maybe we'll start getting for some, we'll start looking for some rights for our show. Oh, hell yeah. Here, here we, we go. go. You know what I mean? Let's get a game on here. You mentioned it though. If they want to glow, uh, grow the game, Globally, like, why wouldn't you have the not Netflix's North America one, but like that Netflix Europe or whatever should get rights to NFL games? It's only a matter of time, I think. YouTube, Google, when's Google gonna get in the game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the YouTube people we all do know give zero fucks about their creators, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't like, matter, which is kind of a gift and a curse. Mm -hmm. Don't have to answer anybody, but also, if you need an answer from somebody, there ain't nobody to go to, yeah. 
you know, there's always a lot of this. Oh, it'll get figured out. Sorry about it. We have a job for what? Well, we just tell you that the AI will figure it out. That same AI from the same company, by the way, that is allegedly sentient now. I mean, they'll figure it out. You see how good feelings they have? They don't want you to not have your video up and working. They'll figure it out. That's kind of what YouTube is and has been. And I think it's not just for small creators or medium creators. I think for the biggest creators as well, YouTube knows that they're going to have success and Google knows that they're going to have success. So I would assume that that would have to get worked out, but they have a never-ending supply of money and a global audience already. Liv has already taken advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Assume Google and YouTube are going to get in the NFL game soon as well. And YouTube TV is already kind of a live streaming platform which yeah, is yeah youtube tv is not youtube at all i think youtube tv might as well be called comcast with YouTube. Exactly. yeah yes. youtube money yeah you know it's good though. it's kind of frustrating though as like a full it's set YouTube. up like a traditional cable company yes. yeah instead of like being more accessible for the youtube creators right. almost that mm -hmm. is this is a very personal niche <laughs> thing but it is like youtube doesn't fucking help much at all with anything no which is once again good because there's nobody to answer to. But this has been something that creators have been saying a long time about YouTube and they never have to fix because people are always going to upload onto YouTube. People are always going to be on YouTube. People are always going to Google shit. It's a never ending supply of cash. So they're probably thinking, why do we need to spend more energy or time on people to take care of these people if they're going to fucking come here anyways? That would probably have to change if they were getting better with the NFL. And it probably would if I had to guess. Well, I mean, it does seem very easy that they would just put, you know, one channel on YouTube TV that all the live shows maybe that go on there, they could just stream them on there 24 hours a day but next year because all the games are there's no real assigned games for these networks like is apple just going to be able to come in and bid bid on a game for hey, two we billion? want two we, we want two games this season yeah we'll pay this much for this much maybe and it's like the saturday night games that are at the end of the season where it's like week 16 17 18 where they are how about 18, the nfl making an auction for games yeah genius yeah mm -hmm. whoever thought of that in the nfl thing Walked into a conference room, make it an auction. Yeah, I got it. What do you mean? Everybody has more money than everybody, it feels like. So make people bid for every single game. They want an NFC game that Tom Brady's gonna play in and Aaron Rodgers gonna play in, make them bid for it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that's gotta be on Fox. And if CBS wants an NFC game, they should be able to get it. And if Fox wants an AFC game, because we're gonna have Tom Brady on here, we should be able to get it, make them fucking bid for it. Roger Goodell. Genius. Great yeah. idea. <laughs> all right, how do we write this in here in a legal fashion that makes it sound like all the networks aren't getting fucked? Opportunity has presented <laughs> uh -huh. itself for all networks. Although in the past, Fox was limited to just NFC games and CBS was just AFC games. Guess what? Your friends at the NFL now <laughs> are making you the potential owner of any NFC game or AFC game that you could possibly please. Congratulations and thanks to us for allowing that to be open. Then the, the networks get in, they're like, oh great, we can get this game or this game. And the NFL sent that email out and they're like, yes you can. Mm -hmm. Here we come. You all can get Yeah, anyone games. can get You Mark. all can get those games. Detroit Lions games, all right, that'll be 25 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Tell uh, the Fox folks like, hey, uh, CBS, we'll buy this game. But you got to take a Lions game. Mm -hmm. Two of them, actually. No deal. Package deal. We'll pay the salary. You got to pay the. <laughs> yeah. You got to fucking air it. Yeah. All right, we're back in four minutes with some phone calls to wrap up the hour one. AJ Hawk will join us in hour two. Hopefully, General Bob Carpenter as well. Ooh. Here we go. Maybe Big Rig Pat Maroon. Let's Ooh. see if he has responded. Yeah. Oh, uh, here we go. My man. <laughs> All right, we got to move somebody, but yeah. Patty Maroon's coming. Here we go. Uh, 2.20 Eastern time. 
He's available because they traveled out to Colorado. Mm -hmm. I think they had some skate time, some practice time. Sure. 220 Eastern Standard, 11, no. That's 120. Oh, he's saying 1120. 1120 is 120, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, 120, uh, Patty Maroon, 220, Quentin Richardson. Let's go. AJ Hawk joins us in about 11 minutes. This show's coming together. Here we go. Tw 16 minutes before this show started, we had zero guests. <laughs> Nobody. It has become quite a uh, quite a little anxiety-riddled thing here. Yeah. Like, okay, there is nothing to talk about and we have no guests. Mm -hmm. Let's just start firing off text messages and DMs. You know, I've had to get past the fear of rejection pretty much here. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't like asking people to do shit. Like, if somebody wants to come on the show, I expect them to, like, reach out to me. Like, hey, I'd like to come on the show. They probably feel like assholes doing that, though, as well. So I don't want to be the guy that sends out the, hey. Right. I feel like an asshole. They probably feel like an asshole doing it back though. A lot more people have been receptive about coming on the show than I could have ever imagined, but it is always uncomfortable sending out the shots. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's very nice that Big Ray got back to you. Stanley Cup Finals week. It's about to win four straight. Yeah, here we go. Come on. We were gonna take a break, but now it'd make no sense because we got about a minute to the hard out on mm -hmm. the uh, Sirius XM. So I just want to tell you in the next hour, we got a man who has gone back to back to back with Lordo Stanley yeah. Cup, Damn. looking to go back to back to back to back with Lordo Stanley Cup. And that's more than fucking Wayne Gretzky's ever gotten. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. An American hero from St. Louis, the big rig. Patty Maroon will join us on the precipice of another Stanley Cup final, a place in which this man has called home the last four years. Hell yeah. Go Boach. Go Boach. Big rig's a goal scorer. Uh -huh. What? A dominant player. What? A lightning rod. What? A camaraderie builder. What? And he'll be on our show in about 30 minutes. I can't wait to chat with him just one day before the Lordo Cup Championship kicks off. AJ Hawk will be here in about 10 minutes. That should always be a great conversation. Oh, yeah. Defensive. General Bob Carpenter is going to have to find another time to join our show because the big rig came on. Mm -hmm. We'll have AJ Hawk tell him that. And also, you have some breaking <laughs> news in the next hour, Connor? Yeah, just a little bit of breaking news. I think it's going to blow some people's minds, Pat. I'll really? Yeah, I do. Hour two on this Big Rig Tuesday, mm -hmm. June 14th, 2022, is about to be magnificent. Be a friend, tell a friend. We'll see you in about 10 minutes. Cheers. Wow, that was a lot of bullshit there. Let's go. Pretty Just good. a minute 35 yeah. of bullshit after four minutes of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Pretty good, though. That's amazing. Oh, and you oh. just, and they just <laughs> muted it. I had it for the out, and I pushed it, so I couldn't, I had to put, I had to let go to bring it back. Gotta let it go to bring it back. Well, that's what they say about things that you love. Yeah, uh -huh. that's right. They'll come back. Oh, like a butterfly. No, butterflies don't come back. They grow from the little yeah, from caterpillar, oh, shit-looking thing. Caterpillar, like right a boomerang, I think. Yeah, a cocoon. It's beautiful. Yeah. A boomerang sometimes goes back if you throw it properly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen some dumb Americans grab one of those boomerangs, just throw that shit right into the woods. Yeah, that's a bad idea. It's never coming back. All right, go find it. Mm -hmm. It's this big, tiny, blends in with everything in the woods. Mm -hmm. Normally brown, gone. Have, have fun. I've seen three boomerangs get lost from some doofus throwing it, thinking they were some Aussie and had the the perfect fucking... All right, here we go. All right, coming right back to right me. Back. <laughs> right over a fence, gone. All right, who's going to get it? Yep. Well, not me. You threw it. It's supposed to come back. I was lying to. So oh, there's, well, a full, there's a full form to that yeah. thing. Threw it like a jackass. Yeah. I don't know the form either, by the me way. Me neither. No, me neither. To be clear. But I'm, I'm not throwing boomerangs saying, hey, watch this. I'm not just grabbing some guy's boomerang in a fucking park, though. This is the yeah. situation I was in. <laughs> yeah. You were just walking through. Oh, I ain't never seen a boomerang in real life before. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool, isn't it? You know, just kind of watching a couple times. 
And then Slapdick Asshole goes, hey, can I throw this thing? This looks like fun. Right into the woods. Was the guy playing catch with himself? Yeah. The guy was, like, doing it pretty fucking oh, good. What a he, beast. he had a full area with him. Full thing. Doing pretty good. Missed a couple. Like, wasn't able to do a couple sure. of them. Sure. And then Asshole, who I was with, who I will not name, was like, oh, I've never gone. No, how would you not do this? Goes up, grabs the thing, throws it right into the fucking woods. <laughs> right into the woods. He's like, we got to go find it. Who's we, motherfucker? We yeah, do yeah. not. I'm going to sit right here there. on this park bench until you come back. I don't think he ever did. That poor guy was having so much fun with that boomerang. Damn. Too. Had to give him like 30, 40 bucks, I think. Yeah. Jeez. That's not, not, not cheap, I'm it's sure. supposed to be a memory forever. Instead, it was a loss out on like two sandwiches. Yeah. Is everything still incredibly priced right now? Like wildly, not incredibly, wildly priced right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to come to an end at some point, right? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anytime soon. What do you mean? Think it still might be wildly priced for a little bit. Is that what happens? I think so. I don't know enough about the finance world, global markets, but yeah. they're throwing. You know, in school, love recess. Love oh yeah, school. absolutely. Yeah. You just toss I O N on the end of that though. Yeah, Boom and do. Yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I do know crypto is dying. Yeah, oh, yeah. crypto winner. They're calling it. <sighs> Hey, this is what we're really going to test our... Who's controlling it? I don't know. Who's controlling it? Not sure. Oh, supply and demand. Is okay. Coin- so it's following along with the stock market exactly. So you tell me. Coin- uh, Coinbase had to lay off like 20% of their employees. Yeah. To prepare was- for the crypto winter. Okay. Winter's coming? Yeah. Winter's yeah. coming. Sounds like it. Sounds like winter is here. Hey, CFO Phil. Great work having us not dive too heavy into that thing. Good boy, yeah. Phil. Old school CFO Phil was like, nah, Pat, come on. Like, I feel like we got to get in the game a little bit. He's <laughs> like, maybe a little bit, but we ain't doing anything real in there. No way. And we still, by the way, have the opportunity to get in there right now at a lower level than it was like two years ago. Yeah. So all these people that have been going on this run of crypto and how it's going to save the world for the last two years have inevitably now had to start back at zero or less than zero. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If it works like the stock market, yeah. once that number goes below it, mm-hmm. they are now losing money. Right. So we did not get into the game, really, but we have a chance to get in earlier than the people that have been yelling us for the last two years, basically. Sure. Yeah. You give it a few months, and then you really are going to be in a After the winter, when the spring comes. Yeah, exactly. You buy the dips, you buy the winter. Yes. But when you buy the winter, if everybody's buying the winter, then that means spring will come sooner, right? Allegedly, but who controls it? We don't we know. We don't know. Plus, if you buy it. Need Pompey on it back. Need yeah. Joe Pomp. Get Joe. A lot of diamond hands getting tested right now. Yeah. Big time. Tell me. Another man that got shot out this morning, it wasn't really him, it was more so his fingers for carrying groceries. Uh, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, private plane survivor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Haw. AJ, what's going on, pal? Uh, what's going on? Why uh, why are you guys denying Ben McAdoo? He's a Pittsburgh native. He no. is very proud of that. Nope. And I He's think you should acknowledge that. He's from Western uh, Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania's a big state. Everybody talks about Texas being a big state. Fucking mm-hmm. Pennsylvania's a big one, too. A lot of people, AJ. A lot of Italians. A lot of people, AJ. He's not a Pittsburgh guy, Ben McAdoo. Not one bit. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What were you talking about? Grocery bags? Uh, you were mentioned on Good Morning Football this morning by Darius Butler because somebody was telling a story on there about carrying grocery bags. I think I could just literally as soon as I turned on the TV, uh, Darius said, I got to shout out my man, AJ Hawk, would be great at carrying grocery bags with his mangled fingers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great episode. They're not talking about football, obviously. They're talking about grocery store stuff. And AJ's getting referenced. And then, boom, just a couple minutes later, Darius references fucking Boston Connor being a reason why he's not really worried about the New England 
Patriots not having an offensive coordinator. I'm like, all right, good morning football. Fucking love this. Let's get D-Bud in there permanently. Yeah. You were talking to me. Okay, I thought you wanted to go with Connor, but you know what? I was going to say D-Bud. I appreciate you shouting me out. Damn. Whether someone takes that as a slide or not, I do not take it as a slide. Well, I like a good shout-out for A.J. Hawk anywhere that it happens. You know what I mean? I love a good A.J. Hawk uh, Why are you shout- standing up? I just got a little energy. I've been drinking these things all morning. Maybe I got to poop, too. It says Ooh. I'll live forever. This is my second one today. So where is that from Starbucks, just their iced coffee? Yeah, this one's a cold brew. Hell, yeah. He it's found out about love the, that stuff. He found out about the poop today. Yeah, so it's starting to cook a little bit. I've not completely wrecked shop yet, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I believe I'm about halfway there. Oh, yeah. I be, a lot of people, like, yeah, they act like they have a sip of coffee. They're dumping their pants instantly. I don't know how that's the case. Sometimes. That's kind of how it was presented to me yeah. in the first yeah. hour. That why would you drink what it happens. Then? That's What's why that? I don't drink it. I love pooping. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's also maybe why it helps you live longer because it gets the demons out quicker. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? I get the demons out? Yeah. yeah. I mean, every once in a while when I'm pooping in a public uh, bathroom, I will have full go- – you know, uh, there's a special teams coordinator in the NFL right now. I would not say his name because I do not know if he wants to be attached to this. But I walked into a public toilet that he was in. Ooh. And the things that he was saying, and we were obviously in a uh, like a restaurant where we were not the only people in there. So there's him saying, get out of me <laughs> in the toilet was one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. So I walked into this bathroom and I think I just had to like maybe wash my hands. Something had got on my hands and maybe I was pissing on the way out. And he was mid-performance apparently because there was somebody standing at the urinal, like two people at the urinal, like having a conversation with each other while pissing. Like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then those two left and then he came out of the stall and he was like, was it you in here the whole time? I was like, no, there's definitely two other guys. He's like, oh, okay, good. They got a show. And they walked out and I'm like, amazing, amazing. I believe there was a demon call at one point. While he was pooping, the get out of me was really the uh-huh. crowd. It seemed like that was his go-to. He said that like three, four times. That was more so the chorus sure. of the song, it felt like. But, yeah, that would be something I keep in mind whenever I go How public. do you not – I mean, please, I, I wish you would put that person's name out. That guy is a hero. I would have lost my mind if I was in the bathroom and I saw that. Or I heard that happen, I should say. AJ, you would love this guy, <laughs> by the way. Wait, he was doing it, though. He didn't know who was out there. It wasn't like one of his buddies taking a leak. No, it was public, very public place. He was disappointed. Good for this guy. He was disappointed that I was in there whenever he came out. He was like, were you, the, were you here? Was it you? I was like, no, there was two <laughs> other people. He's like, okay, good, good. They, they washed his hands and then walked out. <laughs> you are a maniac. And then as soon as we got out, by the way, the two were sitting with their wives, like looking at the bathroom. Yeah, waiting. And waiting, and I believe there was a point thing there. So I might have got some credit for it and some if they mispointed it. But, yeah, it was unbelievable listening to that performance while he was shitting. Longest I ever washed my hands. Just wanted to hear <laughs> wanted to hear the whole show. You know what I mean? Wanted to hear the whole show. That's what you got to do sometimes. Speaking of this show, uh, Patty Maroon will join us in 10 minutes. Stanley Cup final starts tomorrow. Can't wait to chat with him about that. Where's the headspace at? Seems like they really caught fire after waking up from the week and a half off that they had before playing against the New York Rangers. And then did they know about that big left hook from uh, the uh, James yeah. Anastasio Ooh. knocking out Tampa Bay Lightning fan? Did that rally the boys a little bit we'll talk to him about that general bob carpenter may be on tomorrow i believe i heard from booker aj hawk and quentin richardson will join us in the next hour but aj i want to talk to you about this and this is super positive so i'm happy we're doing this great and i would like to let her it's not that was very sarcastic by me i'd like to let everybody know that me and aj feel that there is an overwhelming amount of good that nfl players bring to society 
overwhelming amount of good. Absolutely. We should dive into all the philanthropic efforts that happen around the NFL on a daily, weekly, monthly basis with NFL players, NFL coaches, and things of that nature. We should do that more. We should be the show that says like, hey, this guy donated 250000 back to his high school to do this. This guy did this for cancer research. This guy did this. This lady who's coaching broke down the entire thing that did this. Like there is so much that we could do and we should do, but we don't do. So we apologize for that. Deshaun Watson was speaking. Okay. So I'm going to go the other way here. Deshaun Watson was speaking at the mandatory minicamp for the Cleveland Browns. Was 66 and 17? Uh, maybe. You should ask my lawyer. That's what he said. Yeah. Then he, he said that I am, I have said the same thing the entire time. I'm innocent. This was all consensual, even though in the past it was said that it didn't happen at all. Now it's consensual. It's like every time he speaks, his lawyer speaks, or another accusation comes, there's just more questions than answers, I think, every single time. This situation is unlike any, I think, that the NFL has ever had. Am I wrong in thinking that, AJ? I feel like maybe you might know. This is, what, this is the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. Biggest contract in the history. Most guaranteed money ever. Very good football player on the field. Off the field, though, this mess is very serious. It's a very serious allegation, set of allegations. And I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And I don't think Deshaun cares. Like, I don't think Deshaun cares. That's what I wanted to ask you. I didn't get to see any of it. I heard he, like, I saw, like, okay, he, he went on. He's having a presser. And then I, I came up here and I, I didn't get to see any. I, like, what was his tone like? Who was up there with him? Like, his lawyer wasn't there, was he? No, he no. was alone. It's mandatory minicamp. But what you, when you're saying that you think he doesn't care, that's what worries me. Not like, care. Sorry. Not he, he obviously cares that it's happening. He mentioned how he has to take care of his mental health. But it's not like, uh, I hope this is uh, over soon or, like, the truth will come out. Like, it's, it's very much like he is just understanding that this is going to linger for a long time. Yeah. And just as somebody that covers the NFL, is lucky to play in the NFL, even though their social media team. Yeah. Yeah. I, by the way, good conversations last night. They, my comment did end up showing up again. Oh, okay. Which is very nice. I appreciate everybody over there that looked into the situation. Yeah. I am still firmly in the belief that some rat bastard over there who woke up on third base and thought they hit a triple and run in social medias and they really just you know, have no right to be running that account, took something personal and did it themselves, boom, boom, boom. Hmm. And then everybody else doesn't want to have to answer that. But I could be wrong, and they said that did not happen. They said it was just some sort of glitch, and they apologized, and they were very good people to me, okay? Good. Very, very good people. I'm very thankful for that. But I will Rambo again. if This, this is to. two for two now this is happening. So Hopefully it doesn't glitch again, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I love the NFL. Lucky to play yeah. in the NFL. But this story being associated with the NFL for a larger part of like the last year and a half now and only getting bigger, this is not good for any of us. Like, hey, this is not what we want the league to be represented as. We do not want people to think that this is what players are in the NFL. We do want, not want the people to think that our highest paid player is like this. So for the sake of Deshaun, who said he's been innocent this entire time, and for the sake of the league, I hope this can kind of wrap up quick. But boy, it seems like this is only going to continue to go. And every time he chats, it's only going to go even longer, it feels like. And he's going to have to chat every week. And it seems like the big thing, too, with like his demeanor and everything, he's like oblivious to the severity of the situation. Situation, you know what I mean? Like, and he maintains his innocence and stuff like that. But it's almost like a nonchalant. Like, he doesn't realize like how crazy and how bad this whole situation actually is. Do we think that he maybe is a uh... great narcissist? Whoa! Whoa! I mean, there's a pretty good chance from that interview. It's hard not to. 
at least think. So you guys are saying that's what I'm wondering. Like his his demeanor. Like what was you're you're saying kind of nonchalant is what it comes across. Well, when he did the press conference when he signed the deal, mm-hmm. yeah. like the way things are answering, you know. And by the way, if you're 100 percent innocent, how how would you if you right. how would yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That, and we still have to maintain that that is the case because he's said it since the beginning. You would assume that the NFL and other people have maybe alluded to like, hey, why don't we just, you know settle this so it's not a whole thing and he has been steadfast that he is completely innocent throughout this the entirety of this so that is still something that is very much on the table so maybe that is why he is acting in the way that he's acting because he might feel like he has been calloused from this his name has been dragged from this he's gotten to the point where he said he has to worry about his mental health so that means he probably stays off of everything Mm -hmm. maybe he has no idea about what the conversation is because he stays out of it as much as possible and they're trying to protect him i couldn't imagine going through this if he wasn't a narcissist i have no idea how you would go through this right oh no like how is he yeah just going about his daily life like what i don't know it just seems like i would imagine everybody wants to find like some kind of some way to wrap it up or get some kind of answers or do something as fast as you can. I just don't know how you do that either side. And I don't want to, you know, speak for Deshaun because, once again, we have no idea what's real, what isn't. There's a lot that says this side. He is saying this side. But if he was to go away and speak any differently, people would say, oh, he's guilty. Yeah. Like, if he was to settle it, people would say, oh, he's guilty. That's why he settled it. But at this point, I think everybody's already saying that, right? He could say that. Don't you think he could say that if, if people were questioning him? Hey, you don't seem to understand the severity. What if he was like, hey, I do, actually, 100%. That's why I didn't settle, because I believe in my innocence, I guess. He could say that. A lot of people have told me that if I would have settled, this would have been over a year and a half ago. I didn't do anything, so I'm not settling. And if I settle, people think I'm going to guilty. Like, he could very easily. It's a, it's a lose-lose situation, especially when it's something this serious. You can't go to trial with 26 different people. No. That's so long. Think but, of, what was yeah. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? Was how Six long? weeks. Six Jeez. weeks long. So it's. That was a long one. It felt like everybody knew that they were on camera there, and that one felt long. But let's just say the average, what's the average length of a trial like this? Civil. Uh, No no idea. A month? Three weeks? Let alone all the prep and everything that goes into it for, um, what, witnesses? They they do their best to not go to trial. Witnesses, evidence, everything like Mm -hmm. that. That's all pre-trial shit that has to happen. I mean, this is 26 now. Millions of dollars, obviously, in lawyer fees on both sides. And if they were just so happen to be able to schedule those, concur- or, uh, not concurrently, uh, consecutively, yeah. if they were just so able to, that's two years. There's no way. That's two years straight of trials at least. If they were able, there's no chance they'll be able to do that. Courts aren't open. Judges aren't open. That's why whenever you get something normally, hey, you'll have trial eight months from now. It's like, okay, we'll try to remember everything that happened in this eight months from now. That doesn't seem to be the most you know, useful practice whenever you're talking about some laws, but that's just how it goes in this whole thing. That I don't know how it ends. No. I don't know how it ends. I have no idea. No idea. Because that'd be what three years in a row where he's not playing football, and like his demeanor up there. Isn't there some kind of thought where if there was even a small chance that any of these weren't consensual, or at least the two that went to the criminal trial weren't consensual, they would have gone through with that trial? That's what see. That's what we keep saying and yeah. thinking. But then everybody that has any knowledge of the situation. They always go like, it's just in this case, there's ev- there's no evidence because it's two people in a room together, blah, blah, blah. So that's why they couldn't indict it. But then we were told that they would indict a ham sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if there was a chance that they thought that it wasn't consensual, it felt feels like they would have gone. We need to get a couple of lawyers trials. on here. No, because listen, we should get some lawyers on here, but 
Just like both La- side, both just, side lawyers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Explain the process to us. Just like Lambda said to Lemoyne, the Google engineer, like, can't yeah. both people have an understanding of a conversation and interpret it two different ways? It feels like everything in this world has that. We'll have a lawyer come on and say, like, well, legally, like Rusty said in his right. Yeah. They get a little high in the loins and you fucking splooge. Like, yeah. that's, that's actually not against the law, you know? <laughs> like, that's that's literally the person that's repping Deshaun Watson right now. So there will be that person, and then there will be somebody else. That, like, well, in a civil court, but there's just so many. If we don't pick the right lawyer, we'll get killed. We'll get killed yeah. by whoever is on the other side. Dave Rudolph. Well, now. With the Johnny H- Depp's lawyer is famous now. She's a partner in her law firm. Like, she's a, she's a rising star. Okay, that might because that's the most similar situation, right? Because right. this, yeah. I assume he could potentially. Let's say he gets off on all these civilly, could. he'll he'll turn to pay. Boom, libel, yeah. slander Defamation. on the other way, right? That's there's all going to be countersuits in all of this, right? Yeah. yeah. And Raj is the one making the decision on what his future looks like. What are you going right? to say, Nick? You're going to uh, say something. One of the reporters did ask him about countersuits for defamation. I'm not sure what he said in response, but Florio said none of the cases will go to trial until after March 1st of 2023. And if you're trying to settle 26 different trials, or I'm sorry, if you're going to actually pursue 26 different trials, that could run into at least 2025. Is he hoping they all just drop it? They drop it after we just wait a long time without trial? I'll be 38. Yeah, it's going too far to drop it. I'll be 38. Jesus. March. Long time. Just... So we, and we're an NFL show. We have to, this is super serious. It's something we have to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Every time we talk about the Cleveland Browns, if Deshaun uh, Watson's playing, every time it comes up, for the sanctity of journalism, yeah. we have mm-hmm. to say, now we know that there are insert all, the, and we're not the only ones. People covering the game are going to have to do that. Yeah. Jeez Louise. That's not until next year, too. Is this going to be the, are they going to put him on the exemplist, or is he just going to play and they're going to ask him about this every week? AJ, how come the exemption list, everybody that comes on here and talks about the exemption list goes like, well, that isn't what the exemption list was created for. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bullshit. That's exactly what the exemption list was created for, to get somebody out of the headlines and out of the building and their number off the salary cap so the team can uh, continue to do it until it's figured out. I thought that was exactly what it was for. And then they tell us, no, not this situation. None of it makes sense because we have to talk about it now. I don't want to talk about it. You know what I want to talk about? Lordo. Hell yeah. I want to talk about Lordo Stanley Cup. Hell yeah. I want to talk about all the greats in the history of the fucking sport. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Sidney Crosby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mary Lemieux. One yeah. and two. Fucking Wayne Gretzky. Stoner. Absolutely. Stoner. Bobby Orr. <laughs> Stoner. Bobby Orr. Ain't not, uh, maybe Orr. I don't know. I didn't Whoa. dive to back into whenever there was only four teams playing, so this oh. might have happened way back then. Stoner? But no, not Stoner. I'm talking about you, pal. There has never been a motherfucker quite like the guy that's about to join us. Mm-hmm. He is on the precipice of maybe winning his fourth straight Lordo. Damn. Going back to back to back to back, hopefully. Tomorrow night, it all starts in Colorado against an avalanche squad that has been heavily favored even since going into the playoffs as winning the Stanley Cup. This man's team has found a way to regain the steam that they've had the last two years. Looking to make it a fucking triple, ladies and gentlemen, from the Tampa Bay Lightning, absolute champion, the big rig, Patty Maroon. Yeah! Yeah! What's up, dude? What's up? 
Glad to, glad to be back in the show, boys. Hey, thank you for making time for us, man. This is a big time deal. You're on the. Hey, you're going for four right. Hey, you're going for four right now, Patty. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, go. Gretz ain't never do that. Sid ain't never do that. Mario ain't never do that. Fucking St. Louis's own the big rig, Patty Maroonhead. Let's go, Patty. Let's go. I still can't believe it. It's uh, it's crazy to think about that. Not only what our team's been through, but myself the last four years and. Um, to, uh, I guess, sit back, I guess, when this all is done and uh, you're just going to realize how special this was. Yeah, it's awesome to watch. We're thankful you made time for us to chit-chat during this entire process. You're out in Colorado right now. How are the boys? Any nerves before the Stanley Cup or is it all playoffs? Everybody's kind of nervous to begin with. No, I think the boys feel great right now. I feel like uh, we're excited to get going here. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we're playing a good Colorado team, but I think we're excited. Uh, we came up here early to get uh, get get a good skate in, get ready for the altitude that's going to hit us in uh, game one tomorrow. So uh, we got a nice little practice today, but the boys are feeling great. They're anxious to get going. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. I think it's a good test for us because, like you said in your little pump-up, hype-up video, I mean, this is a team that's expected to be here, right? So, um, you know, now we just got to, you know, find a way to, you know, take them down here. How do you guys uh, try to keep everything normal? I know, obviously, yeah, this is just like a normal week for us, normal series, but it's the Stanley Cup Finals. For you, it does seem to be this is just what you do, but for your other teammates, how do you keep it to where, like, hey, we're just going to do our normal routine like we've done all year? Yeah, I just, you know what, I guess for you guys, it's for us, it's we come in early, we we do our things, we, we skate, we have team meetings at night, um, you know, and then we have a team dinner. And then we actually all get on the Xbox. We play, we play golf, two K one, and we have teams, and we just sit there and chirp each other, try to try to keep it as loose as possible, you know. So everyone's calm, everyone's ready, everyone's excited. But um, you know, we just try to. I feel like guys are used to it, and the guys that we trade for, we just try to make them fit right in, feel so they feel comfortable before they even go on touching the ice. So. Uh, we try to make it as loose and as fun as possible, but we're a team that when we put our skates on, we're ready to rock and roll. Hey, we were uh, we chatted with you last, I think, during your big break going into the Rangers series. I don't remember. Oh, you're a coffee drinker? Coffee drinker? Yeah, coffee drinker. What do you got in there? I got a little almond milk and a splash of sugar-free vanilla. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm black. My coffee's black. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do black, but now... My wife started taking this home to me, so it just tasted good, so I just stuck with it. Yeah, that's interesting, because it definitely has to taste better than whatever this shit is. It's my first day <laughs> being a coffee guy, Patty. It's my first day. I was talked into it yesterday. I was told I could live forever. This tastes like shit right here. Oh, it's terrible. Black coffee's terrible. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like fucking super manly, they said. You know what I mean, Patty? I'm like a super manly guy. I think the last time we chatted with you, though, you guys were in the middle of in-between series because you swept the Canes. Now, yeah? Is it Canes? No. The Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. Sweat the Panthers. The Rangers were taking on the Canes and won uh, seven games or whatever. Did you guys take a couple games to wake up after that, you think, into that series? Because towards the end, you guys looked like the boys that had just won back-to-back -back Stanley Cups there. Yeah, I felt like we, we, we obviously didn't play our best the first two games. Certainly the first game. The first game, we, we just looked out of place, out of sort, kind of, but... We came up back in the room, and we just knew we weren't just going to use that as an excuse. You know, a couple of days off. We did have practice time, but practice is certainly not 
you know, game-like situation. So you tr- you're trying to push yourself in practice. You're trying to push the guys. But it's it's not like in a game where someone else is leaning on you. You have to make a play under pressure, um, you know. So I feel like we did have a really slow start. But, you know, sometimes you need that for a little reality check. And we know we know how we were supposed to play. We know how this team is really good. And when we play the right way, I mean, we're a very, very good hockey team. So... I think we had to come back down to reality for a sec and just, you know, we know what works and we know what doesn't work. And and uh, we just try not to use that excuse and just try to chip away at this thing. And we try to use one game at a time and one shift at a time. And you, we did. Are you just going to become a goal scorer this series? Are you just going to put six on a board, you think, maybe? Just like last one, Paul? <laughs> Am I going to be goal scoring? Yeah, you just maybe put six. What was that? What game was it? Game, uh, it game, game two? Game two? Three, four? four. Game four when I scored. Mm-hmm. How'd that feel? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, it does feel good. You know, I don't score much, so when I do put the puck in, it's like, <laughs> it's like I'll never know if I'm going to score again. Well, hey, you need to celebrate. I wish you could do a little bit more. Did you guys see that guy uh, get knocked out at uh, Madison Square Garden? And what yeah, was that, was dis- that was disgusting. Godless. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why fucking people do that shit i i think it's the most disgusting thing especially when you're vulnerable like that you're walking i don't care for fans chirping you but if you want to square up square up i'm all for it but if you're going to do something nasty like that and um i hate that shit i can't stand it and that's typical i guess rangers fans yeah what is that is that a known place to be a little bit uh a little bit chirpy there i thought i thought long island was bad i honestly thought when we were walking around the city and like going to dinner because we, we're walking with 28 guys going to dinner in New York City. Guys are going to recognize us. And they were actually nice, like wishing us luck. Long Island, on the other hand, we played them in Long Island last year. It was brutal. We'd go to dinner. They would be chirping us walking into the restaurant. They'd be waiting outside with us chirping, little 14-year-old kids chirping <laughs> us. It was hilarious. Yeah, I love that shit. I, no, obviously. No, no, I, I like it, too. I love it, too. But I just don't like the the stuff that you know the what the fans do if another fan is heckling someone if you're going to square up let's square up but don't sucker punch someone that was the biggest one of the biggest cheap shots in some time the guy's facing six charges i believe he's yeah. probably on rikers right now <laughs> uh james anastasio is his name have you guys gotten a hold of the fan that got knocked out down there at the lightning uh i know as a group after the game we we saw it i think it was after game five right we saw it and yep. stammer was like so we reach out and we obviously reached out to our PR team. And I think our CEO, Steve Griggs, reached out to him personal, personally. And uh, he just said, just, all you have to do for me is just go kick the Rangers oh, yeah. ass. Yeah. And, and you guys did, by the way. He, he didn't even want to come to a game. It was hilarious. Oh, I ain't going out in public again, pal. I think the, the text messages of our CEO and him back and forth, they, I think they went viral a little bit, I think, on social media. Because someone, I think he posted it, maybe. Hey, just listen, kick the fuck out of these boys, all right? <laughs> then go get a Stanley Cup, another one. It's, it feels like the city of Tampa is ready to go again. We got a chance to live down there last year, I think, while yep. you guys were in your run. Tampa Hockey City. Then that win in the celebration and everybody coming out, you win the Eastern Conference and it goes on. That city's ready to explode, I bet, huh? Well, you got two games in Colorado. Will you stay out there this week and then you'll travel back when you go back to Tampa? Yeah, so we, we got here yesterday. We played game one tomorrow, and then we have a two-day layoff again. And then we play game two on Saturday, and then we fly back on Sunday for Father's Day. So, uh, And then we play every other day from here on out. 
So then we play Monday, Wednesday in Tampa, fly to Colorado, play in Colorado. So then it's back to the grind. So it's not like basketball where it's – I think they have two days off in between games, don't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we only have that once. It's only after game one. So that's kind of nice. But I feel like playing every day – you feel so much better though you're you're more involved like it's not a long layoff you're ready to rock and roll you're kind of into it you get your you get your routines down so i'm kind of not happy about that after game two we get that well and you can get over whatever bad shit potentially happened in the last game like let's get back out there if anything bad happened not saying it would uh the boys after this incredibly long season and aj always brings this up and it is a real thing it doesn't get chatted about much because normally when that information comes out another team just buries it with how they play all the injuries that come out after a season ends that guys have just been playing through marshawn's out for like six months or something Mm -hmm. we chatted about that you guys are four games away from the off season is that motivating is that a hey boys let's fucking huh let's go ahead and do this is that something that's chatted about at all no it's not we honestly nothing's really the only thing that's just chatted about i guess for us it's like it's a it's going to be a long series no matter what so uh, we're here to win a series. Um, you know, you're not going to win a series in game one or two, right? So I think... Ah, uh, looking just, ahead you, can fuck you a little bit, you're saying. Yeah, looking ahead a little bit can fuck you. So you just look at it as one time, one game at a time. Um, you know, you just try to... The longer the series goes on, I feel like for both sides, you know, it's the team that does it the longest, right? It's the team that wears on the team. It's the team that plays the right way for 60 minutes for every single game. It's a team that just is willing to block shots, you know, willing to get the puck out when they need to or willing to get the puck in when they need to. And I think the longer that goes on, it gets exhausting. It does. It really does. And it it wears on people. And then, you know, if they're D or going back to the puck and we get our big guys coming in, hitting them, I mean, it's just – I feel like it's just a long process when you go through stuff like that and – so, I mean, that's why both teams are kind of in their situation because they're the two teams that done it the longest, right? So you got to find a way to, you know, stick with it. And you're going to have a, some series where you get a couple bounces here and a, a big save here, and that's what you need. And the you guys know how that is. That's what you need going into the playoffs. You need a big play or a play that shouldn't have been made that happened or a tackle that you know, that needed to be had. So I feel like you need that play. And I think the team that does it the longer, I feel like always finds a way to have success in the playoffs. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you guys worry about the uh, the altitude out there at all and your, your conditioning? We just, I was actually walking to get a coffee with Sorelli and uh, he's like, you think it's going to be a problem? I think that's why we came in early today to have a good practice today, a good skate. But I don't know. Did that ever affect you guys? I, I, honest I think it's overblown. Not me. Yeah. I'm, I wanted to ask <laughs> it helped me, like, Patty. I bombed a ball. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have to run much. Ball went real far, though. i tell you that. In Denver, though, playing at Mile High, Pat knows they have a sign like right before you go out, like you were playing at Mile High, 5,200, the, the whole – your altitude, and they want you to freak out before you walk out. And I always said, like, hey, if you didn't tell me we were – we were playing at altitude, I wouldn't have known. Like, so I think people sometimes can use it and mess themselves up mentally. No, I agree. But I, I don't know if this was me yesterday, but I was like laying in bed a little bit. And like, I just felt like it was like, That's it was right. racing a little bit. I'm like, okay. Right. Maybe, is this Arizona? Maybe this is a thing. <laughs> is this Arizona? Right. Am I going to die here? I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> when was the last time you guys played out there? Oh, uh, Right, we after the Olympic break that we didn't have, um, we had to come five days off. Um, 
we we play. I think it was eight days. They were our first game back, and they were already playing. They had, they never had time off. So how'd it go? Um, so it's been I think since February we haven't played them. So how'd it go? That game we lost three two. I think okay. We lost, hey. we, lost, we lost in a shootout maybe and lost in regulation three two, or we won in a shootout. I don't know. Um, do you miss the shootouts and playoffs? No, overtime's the best. <laughs> the best thing. I agree. It's awesome. Possible. It's. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, when you get in like four, three, four overtimes, the guys are just gassed, right? Like they can barely move. It's just like you just need that one opportunity that to, to capitalize on. But I think it's just great for hockey in itself. I think just overtime itself for any sport yes. is just. Just so good. It makes and, soccer. People literally wait 97 minutes just to watch yeah. the overtime of soccer. It's But it's make, it makes it uh, magical. The, and I don't want to get too far off topic here, and we just brought up soccer. The MLS just signed a $250 million a year deal with Apple to broadcast all their games on Apple. Hey, this, you need to – the big rig needs to keep going. This The NHL's money is only going to go like – all sports money are going like this right now, Betty. You think? I mean, NHL, we, obviously, we got to do – they're doing a better job of marketing us now. With like We talked about this last time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think our views have been killing it this year, especially with TNT and their panel and ESPN and their panel and having the boys on. And I think they do a show called The Point So with Boots Across. And uh, I think P.K. Subban's been on there. And uh, But – I think the ratings just on TV itself for the games tuned in have been really good. So that's a huge step in the right direction because you guys, more more than anything, I think the NFL, you guys don't even need fans in the stand. They can still pay the players' salaries with their TV deals. Yes, the salary cap went like this. Actually, the salary cap went like this with zero fans for an entire year. They're like, well, it's not going to grow. It's going to stay the same. It's like, Jesus, no concessions. Jerry Jones makes $77 million every home game. Jerry Jones makes Thing, but seven like that, that's that's insane like what's i mean what's a playoff game i guess for us we live for the playoffs because like our i guess our owners probably killed in the playoffs and you know that guy that owns that team has a helipad above the arena and then his own condo up there and then he walks down to the arena is Kronky gonna fly in there and <laughs> kind of fuck you guys up when he shows up on his helipad in his helicopter walking into his building I hate Stan Kroenke. I'm a Phil <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't stand that guy. Honestly, he took – honestly, you guys played at the Dome. The Dome's a, a shitty, shitty – Bad. It's a bad – it was a bad, bad arena. I'm sure it was terrible for you guys to go in there and play, but the greatest game on turf with Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, I mean, Orlando Pace. I mean, you can go down – I mean, just to watch that – I think Mike Jones made that huge tackle against Tennessee. Um, but, like, to have that taken away from us, it just sucks. I know we had terrible years. Chris Long would always tell me, like, this. I mean, our teams are terrible. But, <laughs> <clears throat> but like, you know, then he go, he goes away and he goes wins back-to-back Super Bowl. So it's just like you go from that environment to that and you wonder why. But, the fans are true passion in St. Louis, and I just can't stand that guy for taking them out of there. Hey, do it for the need a, St. Louis needs a football team. I don't know how you guys feel about the that. The Battlehawks, dude. The Battlehawks of the XFL <laughs> sold out the entire bottom bowl yeah, of that shitty, shitty, shitty-ass dome. I mean, that was the worst. I played in there the last year before the Rams left. 
Oh my God. That <laughs> thing was, I think it was maybe made in 1960. Zero updates. The turf was actually pooling up in the corners as you're going in. It's like, this is the highest level. That's what, yeah. this is the highest level was happening. But Crompton. You can't be telling me that. It's that bad then, eh? Oh, yeah. it was fucking <laughs> terrible. I mean, it was very, very, very bad. Now, have you ever gone to a wheelhouse in St. Louis? Oh, yeah. I've been to Wheelhouse plenty of times. That's a good spot, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's fucking bastard. Yes. We were over there uh, We were there for the Royal <laughs> Rumble or whatever, and all, we were trying to look for a brunch day of. And outside, you don't know what you're walking into on the outside there. You just see, like, there's a couple outside seats, and then you walk in. Yeah. We were just trying to get a brunch fucking going. I mean, it was 11.30 a.m. There's a full DJ in there. Oh, there was oh, a yeah, smoke coming out and great biscuits and gravy. I mean, that place was awesome. It's all Saturday and Sunday, especially during football season. They have Sunday brunch, and it gets packed. Saturday brunch gets packed, and it just leads right into the long night ahead of you. <laughs> Good for St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Hey, go go fucking beat Cronky for the yeah, St. Louis yeah. fans. Uh, Nikki Skates has a question for you, Patty. Patty, uh, after game five, uh, you guys kind of roughed it up a little bit with the Rangers and Stamkos. Stammer went out there, and he was throwing them too even, which is – you know, you don't really see that a lot from him. What does that mean to you guys when you see him doing that? And then he goes out and scores two in game six to win the series. Well, Jesus. yeah, it's awesome. Especially, I think those were two, you know, first pick overalls going at it, too. Lafayette and Stammer, so it's pretty cool to see that. But just see what Stammer's been doing just alone in the playoffs. Uh, he's been blocking shots, taking big-time face-offs when we need them. You know, taking a big-time face-off in the, on the PK. Uh, obviously scored two huge goals, but to see that fight was awesome. Especially, the problem is that was all of our skilled guys, Cooch, Stammer. They're all mixing it up. They're all mixing it up fighting. And uh, for players like myself that, you know, do it and see all the urgency, it's, it's unbelievable. That, that just goes to show you what kind of leader he is, and uh, we don't back down from anything. You got any rabbit punches in this series coming? Is that Stammer right there saying, hey, don't be talking about my fighting right there? <laughs> yeah. He is, no. Um, but yeah, what'd you say, sir? You got any rabbit punches coming this series, you think, or what? Is uh, Stanley Cup Finals yeah. not the time or place? If it, yeah, the Stanley Cup is the time and place. It depends. You got to pick It depends who you, who's trying to muck it up with you. I don't know if they have any tough guys or not or um, I love that. what the deal is over there, but they're a skilled, fast team. So uh, for me, I just got to go around, bang some bodies, and you know, lean on the puck a little bit and kind of wear him down. Last question for you. We can't thank you enough for joining us. No, you're in the middle of a lot of shit. Go ahead, Ty. Patty, when you've, you're kind of like a LeBron run back where he would go, you know, he just, he'd play in the finals every single year. You've played more games and more minutes than a lot of guys. Like, how? Everybody, when, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and your teammates as well. Like, when do you, like, understand physically, like, how exhausted you are? Like, is that something you'd worry about at all? Or does that kind of all hit you after the finals are over? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously times, I don't know if you guys have any kids, but um, there's there's some times when you come home from the road trip and you get thrown in the fire with your daughter and you're mentally kind of physically exhausted. And uh, But you're sitting around, and, and I guess for me it's not the time to bitch and say you're tired because it's a time to, you know, turn the page and go win a, go win a series or go, you know, win a Stanley Cup. For me, it's just you got to turn that mindset off. And, uh, you know, I think these last few runs, yes, it's hit me in the summer where I've mentally just woke up one day and I'm just like dead exhausted. But um, 
try to, I've tried for me during this whole time is just try to shut it off. And then when it comes back, you just try to tell yourself, hey, you're fine. You're not tired. You're not tired. And you try to go back in the zone a little bit. And you try to go back in the zone. And then what I'm trying to bring up my daughter is because she's a firecracker. She's seven months. And uh, she's hard to deal with. And it's mentally exhausting sometimes. But I don't want to show her that her dad's tired. So I try to pick her up and make sure I try to keep going here. Ah, <laughs> yeah. You're not tired. You're not tired. Ah, <laughs> yeah, this is fun. All right. This is great. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, at, that, at the end of the day, as athletes, you guys can adjust for it. I mean, there's times where you wake up or before the game, you're like, fuck, we have a game today. Like, oh, shit, I'm fucking tired. But um, I guess in the playoffs, regular season, you can get away with it. Playoffs, I just feel like when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup or win a, you know, Lombardi Trophy and you're just trying to figure out how you're going to do it, and I think your mindset needs to be there the whole time. Because if once you say yourself you're tired, you're already defeated and you're already helping that team win. And nobody cares, okay. by the way, either, that you're tired. Nobody gives a fuck. Not a no single one cares. person. No one cares. I think that's what's good about our our team. We've been through this grind. We've been through the mentality of it the last you know, two years. We know what it takes. We know how hard it is mentally. We know how hard it is physically. And like I said earlier, it's just how long and harder can you do it can you can you outpace the other team? Can you out mentally focus on the other team and lean on them a little more? I feel like we've learned that over the years, especially for me. I've learned that, you know, once you can turn your mind off and don't show weakness, I think you'll have success. What's that? Uh, what's the immediate celebration like? We see a lot of it when you guys get to parade the cup around and do different things, but that immediate celebration with your guys back, like underneath the, the arena, what's that like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It gets weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys are a very tight group. Uh, yeah, we are a tight group. We, uh, you know, j- the first year obviously was COVID, so we were in the bubble celebrating by ourselves. So I thought that was a cool moment. There was no family around, just coaches, just players. You, you, you look around. You, this is this is what it feels like, right? And I guess last year, you know, we wanted home ice. Uh, we had family, friends. You know, everyone's partying in the locker room, you know, doing their thing. Parents are drinking out of the cup. You know, we're all having a blast. I think there's a DJ playing in the back, but I think the ultimate, you guys will get a kick out of this because this is hilarious to me. Um, we we all go shower together, party with the Stanley Cup, and drink beers butt naked. But yeah, a little shower beer. Now we're talking about oh, shower beer. People drinking out of Lordo in the shower, beers out of there, bitten tossed around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's a, don't that's drop a the cup. <laughs> that's a that's a tradition we have as a team when we win. We all the boys have to go in the shower, and you know we get the ole ole going. We're all partying. We're all drinking beers and. Um, it's just we're a tight-knit group. Like, we got some characters on this team. Like I said, we got some funny human beings on this team, and um, we just try to keep it as light as possible and as fun as possible. But yeah, that's one th- ritual we have. I don't know if it's uh, it's probably going to add the parents in this year. <laughs> What's that? You going to add friends? the parents in this year if you win? Yeah, my parents will come for games. They'll they'll come down for games one and two. The post game beers. Games. 
He's talking about the nude beard. dudes. He's talking about the nude dudes in the shower Everybody, time. Everybody's parents all of a sudden, hey, here we go. Three in a row. Everyone's in here. <laughs> Who's wearing a yeah. shirt in the shower? Oh, that's uh, Stammy's brother. <laughs> Stammy's brother. All right. Okay. This is going No, on. no. The parents. No, no one's getting the sh- We closed the door. <laughs> oh, okay. What about, the, uh, what about the guy that has to watch the cup? He's not in there. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He, he, by the way, he, well, I, I he, get in there. he was going to sit right here. Pat, <laughs> Pat this guy was going to sit right here and stare at me in the cup whenever it was in the studio. We're like, oh, you can go. He was like, well, I can't be too far. You need away. to be in yeah. a direct line with the cup. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to steal this thing out the fucking backside or whatever. I didn't know if that's how it actually is. Or no, not. that is. I guess for us, as they, they know we've been with it, so they just kind of leave it alone. They don't really follow us. Like, if we're doing an after party at a bar like we did last year, they just sit in the corner. They don't really say much. It has a curfew at midnight. He it has a curfew. <laughs> yeah. Lordo. I didn't know Lordo had a curfew. I know. Yeah, it has was- a curfew at midnight. So, like, each player gets a day with their cup um, when you win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't know if it's – I think it's the only trophy that gets passed around. Yes. Um in all sports so we he'll like you said he'll sit there especially when it's your day of the cup and there's family and friends and it's getting a little rowdy it's getting drunk people are getting drunk he's like watching this thing like a hawk if i don't have it so i feel everyone feels your pain because once someone touches it and tries to pick it up it's hell loose they're running over there you're not supposed to do it you didn't win the trophy so yeah so it gets there you go. Huh? Bunch of new dudes go. in the shower. Hey. Yeah. There we go. We got dongs and cups. We got <laughs> dongs and cups. Pass me a beer. Let me feel more than one. Let's go, dude. Get another shower naked with a uh, Stanley Cup, dude. Go get it. Enjoy yourself. Thank you for the time. Can't wait to hear uh uh hopefully from you again. Hey, I hope so too. Enjoy. Thanks for having me along again, boys. I really appreciate it. Hey, an American, an American going for four straight Stanley Cups. Let's fucking go, Big Rig. Yeah, let's fucking go is right. Here we go. All right, Pat. Starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. What time? Six o'clock. Is that Mountain Time? Eight o'clock Eastern. Okay, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock in America time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Maroon. Thank you. Joining us now, 13-year NBA vet former three-point shooting champion, host of the Knuckleheads podcast with Darius Miles, an absolute champion of NBA conversation, at Q Rich, ladies and gentlemen, Quentin Richardson. Yeah! What's up, dude? Appreciate you fellas as always. Hey, you a movie guru? Watch a lot of movies? I, I My childhood That's was not movie. spent watching movies. Yours was, yeah? Yeah. Did you see the newest Jurassic World Dominion? I didn't see it. I took the kids to see it, and it was sold out, so we had to go see Doctor Strange. How was Doctor Strange? I dug it. I dug it. My kid, my my, my five-year-old was kind of, he had a couple moments, but he was cool. He was able to deal with it. He's big into the Marvel, so it was good. Okay, well, JWD stunk, so you, <laughs> you didn't miss anything there. You, yeah, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion is actually... Uh, thrusted me into a position that I didn't want to become, which is a movie critic. So, because I've watched next to no no movies, so I think I'm a pretty good palate to potentially go out and judge things. I've obviously seen all the greats. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the Dumb and Dumbers, the Happy Gilmore's, right? Um, the Remember the Titans, right? I, I got a little uh, John Q. I've mm-hmm. seen like I've had Hustle. the past. Uh, Kurt, have, have, you seen, have you seen Van Wilder? Ooh. No, but that's Burt Kreischer, right? 
it's based on his yeah exploits. Right, right. I've not watched it. You love the movie? Good movie. I, I'm in the movie. You're in the movie. Woo. I'm I'm totally in the movie. What do you do? You a big time thespian? I didn't know this. You're an actor. Is that the only movie credit you have? I got my SAG card now, Pat. I got my oh, SAG card. Oh, oh, oh. Did you watch Hustle? And what did you think of it? I thought the NBA guys were very good in that movie. I haven't got a chance to see it yet. I was I was, I was gone this whole week. I was in Boston well, this past week. I was gone. I was working at the finals, and then I came. I had to go to New York for something yesterday, and I just got back. I'm going to watch it today, though. I feel like the NBA does a lot with entertainment. That Bullet Train commercial yeah. where they got a bunch of guys in there, mm-hmm. even in the past, the NBA is pretty you know, close with Hollywood, I think. This hustle, yeah. they took advantage of that. I mean, there was like... What twenty guys around the yeah, NBA that were in that movie? It's awesome. It a lot. I remember when they were shooting it. It was. A, it was. They. They were out in Philly doing it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. Bo Cruz could shut a motherfucker down. <laughs> the Boa Challenge was a. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics need Boa right now. They right do. Now. Yeah. Bring they, them up. They need Bo Cruz right now on that squad. Let's Please. talk about it. Celtics are dead. Q Rich. And how come? How come? Just the understanding of everybody. It's so matter of fact. Connor said it. AJ said it, and we're not in the NBA world, but I think we are, you know, normal stooge thought on a regular basis why our our show does above averagely, I think. So everybody just assumes that the NBA is going to force this thing to go seven games because business-wise, Tim Donahue in the past, the refs will swallow their whistles for the home teams. This thing's going to go seven. That's literally how everybody feels. We looked this up. The last game seven, I guess, was in 2016 or something like that. It's been a while. That's not normal. Do you feel it's going to go seven games? And do you think it's justified that this is how, like, regular casual NBA fans view it? Like, oh, the NBA can control the outcome that's totally false that the nba is going to control the outcome i okay. do however feel like there's a high high probability for it to go game set uh, to a game seven i say that because I, I like i just said earlier i was i was in boston for game three and when i say i was at the hotel two o'clock the game wasn't until nine two o'clock three o'clock it's people in the streets walking around, Celtics jersey on. They getting, they drinking beers, getting loaded up right then, two o'clock. When I say when we got to that arena and they, when I, I got chills two to three different times from the way that that crowd went crazy. And when Lucky ran out with the flag and the team ran out, it was like the roof, like that came off the building. And I'm not lying. I, I've been in a lot of environments and I, I that was crazy. So with that crowd, if, if Boston could give them something to get excited about early in that game, that could easily help propel them to, to, a, to a tough game win. What what do you think their plan's going to be? I mean, with Steph going over nine from three point range and only scoring sixteen, there's a good chance it's not going to happen again. Like, what's their plan? Are they going to switch anything up? That will never happen again. I don't care what they switch up. That will never happen again. I literally just was talking to my man D Miles about that. That that was the the fact that you guys didn't get that win with him performing like that. That's gonna that's gonna bite him in the ass the whole time. I don't care what he he'll never have a, a zero for nine. He'll never have a game again where he attempts nine threes and don't make one. What happens if some nights the hoop looks smaller, or some nights you're just off by a little bit? What is it as a former great shooter, still a great shooter? I, I just think like yeah, I just think that's what it was. It's, it's just he just missed. And I think like that's like the you know like the once in a you know getting struck by lightning like it's, it, he's that won't happen to him again. And he loves doing the big dick dance on that entire crowd, which <laughs> I, you know what I mean. The other guys maybe not so much, but he does love doing the hey, who's got the biggest balls and shoots the best balls in this entire garden? I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, hold on us. What's up with Tatum in the fourth quarter? Everybody's saying he kind of disappears in there. Is that a problem or is that just a good Golden State Warrior defense? 
I think it's great defense and, you know, growing pains, man. People forget he's the kid is 24 years old. He was definitely, you know, all NBA first team and he's headed towards superstardom if he hasn't already arrived there already. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, when the, when the game plan is to stop you, it could be tough sometimes. And I think, you know, he'll he'll get better for it from everything he's experiencing right now. I think he's going to become a better player moving forward from it. Yeah, Q Rich, Bob Williams obviously has been unbelievable, but since the Warriors have been starting Otto Porter Jr., is there a reason they don't start like Grant Williams to kind of mix it up, or do you think they're trying to kind of exploit how they're bigger and kind of faster and stronger when they do go with that smaller lineup at Golden State? Yeah, I think that's email. I mean, he he forced them to make that change. I don't think he 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 sees that he needs to change it yet because Rob Williams has been like the most, you know, impactful paint player, interior player in this whole series. So I mean, I don't think he should change that. I mean, they obviously they have to play better and figure something out, but I don't think that, you know, Otto Porter has come in and totally like wrecked the lineup and like made Robert Williams look like he doesn't belong out there. So I think it's fine. Uh whatever you think about all time great teams. If Golden State was to go on and win this, would people consider them like a dynasty, you think, with what they've been able to accomplish, even though KD was there at one point and now he's no longer there? Um, I don't know what people are going to think. I respect them as one. <laughs> I mean, what else do they, you know, that's, what is the definition of it? I mean, they, they've they been there that many times. And then, you know, even with a two-year hiatus, and they come back and reload and they right back here and they got a chance to win it. If they win it, I mean, you got to look at them as a contender for next year as well. So why would we consider them that? Hey, there's so much talk about Draymond and how he should be used and when he should be in and his offensive production. Like, what do you think they should do with Draymond here for the rest of the series? I like what Steve Kerr is doing with him, man. Like, you got to understand, man, these dudes got history. They've been to three, four, five finals together, and they've been through them, them battles. So, I mean, what Steve Kerr is doing is is he's planning how he sees it. If he sees it, you know, at some stretch that, hey, we need to get some shooting or some scoring in there, He's got the leeway in that relationship with Draymond and Draymond isn't going to go crazy or, or, or not respond in the right way. And like he did another game, he stayed out, he surveyed the game. And when they called his number back in, he was ready to play. And he made some, some game winning plays down the stretch. So, I mean, I think they got that, that experience that they have and that relationship and that history they got together makes everything in play because, you know, he's not going, he knows the moment. He knows what's important here is to win. He knows Steve Kerr, if he takes him out of whatever he does, it's only to win the game. It's not personal with him. Up 12, four minutes left. Draymond Green ends up directly in the middle of the Boston Celtics huddle after trying to swat the ball out of Tatum's hands. Is it just like, oh, this guy's a pest? That's how the Celtics have to view, and that's what they're talking about with Draymond? Like, hey, he is trying to get – I think he had five fouls at the time. Oh, yeah. Five fouls at the time doing that. Is it just understood around the league, like guys like that, hey, you just have to keep it cool somehow every you can? Because it looked like that could have got a little bit contentious, and it did not. Obviously, the finals are probably a reason for that. But how is that handled amongst other NBA players? I mean, you got that's 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 the bottom line. You got to understand who you're dealing with here. And sometimes you're going to take the bait and fall for it or you're not. And I mean, sometimes people make a conscious decision. It's not me taking the bait. I want to do this. And they just do whatever they do. But I mean, I think you got to understand with Draymond. Draymond is doing what he's supposed to do. He's being he's bringing that energy and he's bringing that intense in, in, intensity for his team. Whether it's being, you know, antagonistic toward Tatum or whatever, trying to get in his head. Or, you know, he's just trying to do whatever he can do to help his team. And I I know what Draymond is. I know who he is. And if he doesn't bring that edge, he's not going to help his team. So he has to play that way. See, he had that 
wide open three mm -hmm. early yep. in the game. Mm -hmm. And I saw him hit five straight in warm-ups. Yeah. So the over on Draymond hitting a half of three felt like a luck. Then he hits that first shot, and they said he was not gun-shy. I disagree. I think I saw when he got the ball, he like actually thought, like, oh, my God, this is yeah. it. And then he obviously bricked off the side or yeah. whatever. Is there something to just getting one of those mental blocks in – uh, in basketball, like every other sport that happens? And how do you get through it, you think, as a basketball player? Man, I always just kept shooting. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, that's 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 really, that's literally the only way you're going to do it. I mean, you can't think about it. I mean, obviously, you know, Draymond isn't like a, a, a knockdown three-point shooter, but when you catch it, you either let it go or you don't. I feel like, you know, it's like you study long, you study wrong. That's what we say. Like, you stand there with the ball, you iron it down. Like, you most, most of the time, you take it too long, you're going to miss. You just shoot it. Don't even think about it. You hit, you hit, you miss, you miss. It, I mean, it's not like, you know, somebody's dependent on you. It's not like they looking at you like Steph or Clay. Like for me, in my mind, it's easier for him to let it fly than anybody else because don't nobody expect him to make it. So what? You study long, you study wrong. Is that the paralysis by over-analysis thing in the uh, NBA? That's amazing. Yes, sir. That's what we say. <laughs> hey, that's why I never studied. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, I fucking, here I am, Tuesday, June 14th, mm -hmm. 35 years old years removed from any mm -hmm. classroom and i finally figured out why i did the way i did things you study long you fucking study wrong <laughs> okay <laughs> what are we are we overthinking it i mean that is literally everything in my life i i got a new i got a new motto here we, we go. go thank you q i appreciate that no doubt all good <laughs> let that thing fly mm -hmm. think about how small that hoop can look for some guy like yeah you know we're golfing every once in a while and it, that ball just shrinks up. It's like, I am never going to be able to hit that fucking ball. Then some days the ball feels like it's a beach ball. And it's like, it's going to be a... Is there some games and some courts that look a little bit better to shoot in than other places? Yeah. some just uh, Yeah, sometimes it's the... It's the uh... The background, the way the arena looks, and, and some people, you know, it's just certain certain arenas. They like I, I felt like for me, Washington, Washington and Phoenix was a place where I always shot the shot the hell out of the ball, and I, I had good games there. So I don't know. I mean, it's, you really don't notice it until you look back at it. But I, I definitely feel that way. It was certain arenas and certain certain buildings that I felt good about all the time. With the Celtics raising the rim, one of them <laughs> up two inches. Did guys have shoot-arounds on that rim? And does that affect anything before the game? Is that great gamesmanship by the people of Boston who've been boozing all day making decisions? Hell yeah. Listen, the fact that they had to uh, resize, re like, you know, that's just one of the legends that it's always some shiftiness going on in the garden. So, you know, that just adds to the history <laughs> history lessons with it. You love it with that fucking evil laugh. Goddamn right. Jeez. Go ahead, Ty, please. <laughs> Q-Rich, going back to Draymond, and I don't know if it's because the media has talked about it so much and with his podcast, but, like, he's been like this kind of since he got into the league. Are there not as many guys who can, like – effectively get under guys skin now because so many of the players seem like they're tight like in your era it seemed like there were a lot more guys like draymond who had that chip on their shoulder and like that was kind of their job was just to be a pest do you think he's one of like the last kind of guys like that in the league right now uh probably so he's probably like you know as far as like a uh He's gonna be that that irritant and the antagonizing. He seeks that. He seeks you out for that. I mean, probably so. It's not, I mean, I think our generation was just different. That it was just whether you were like that or not, you responded to certain things in certain ways. It wasn't that we went out of our way to be antagonistic, but 
it was a, it was just you know we we I think our generation was a little more irritable you could say and then we didn't just deal with a lot of that <laughs> a little bit more irritable yeah and also <laughs> uh, I think the this generation is a lot more friends with each other like yeah, hey, we right. don't have to hate each other we're all trying to get our money when back in the day it was like no I don't want that motherfucker to get money I, mm -hmm. I would like that dude to lose that's how it is yeah. I think in every sport almost it's kind of a changing of the uh, tide. Yeah, you see the whole you, you see dudes after the game swapping jerseys and all of that. Like it was none of that. We was we was trying like, you know, especially on the court, we, we didn't give each other credit like that. That's why it's like it's cool to have a podcast and be able to do that now because we didn't we didn't let people know like, yo, you nice, man. Like, nah, we ain't like you said <laughs> none of that to you. Like, I'm gonna see you next game. That's all and then it's on. We out of here. But like now you see guys kumbaya and taking off jerseys and hugging sweat naked and stuff i'm like nah i i, I that was never just like <laughs> q rich what uh what is boston gonna have to do to try to win two games here score man they just gotta take it one game at a time i mean the best thing they got in their favor is that this next game is gonna be in boston garden and it's gonna be at home and this them fans are gonna be absolutely like crazy like they know like those fans are very very in the know of what's going on. This is an elimination game. They're gonna be there. They're gonna be ready to, to to blow the roof off that thing. All Boston, all the all the Celtics as players got to do. They got to give the fans something to get behind early in the game. They got to do something early to give them to get their fans hyped and let them have their impact on the game. Kirich, there's a lot of uh, Celtics players uh, who are actually shooting better from three than they are for two, and it kind of feels like when the ball gets to maybe Tatum and, and Brown that it stops moving like how hard is it for role players like when it gets to star players to actually like keep moving and keep running the offense no i mean it can be difficult at times but i mean at this point this is you know they're in the finals man they've been used to what jason tatum and Jalen brown have done all season they they've been a driving force for that team and they've been playing you know i mean obviously this series they could play better but the style and the way that they're playing and going about it they played this way the whole season so i feel like all of the you know all of uh the, the others and the, and the support players they used to the way those guys play, and they know what to expect from them. Hey, Q Rich, we appreciate you making some time, man. Hopefully you'll join us after the next game. Yes, sir, man. Anytime, fellas. Give me a hit. The Knuckleheads podcast with him and D-Miles is absolutely fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Quentin Richardson. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Today's video is sponsored by the best ticket app on Earth and SeatGeek. This is your weekly reminder that listeners of this show get 10% off at the link in the description. Oh, yeah. The NBA Finals are in full swing. Stanley Cup Finals start up tomorrow. Hell baseball yeah. is doing what baseball does. Which Plus is games every day, all day. Every day, all day. Yeah. Plus there are concerts happening all summer long. And you can get tickets to it all on SeatGeek. Their seating chart will make sure you're getting the best value possible every single time. Just remember to hit the link in the description next time you buy some tickets for 10% off. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to SeatGeek. Thank shout you, SeatGeek. We do got to change wording on it. It says this video. And I guess this is a video. Yeah. Yeah. By show. This show. Because I, I think they wanted to sponsor all the show today. Oh, I assume oh. so. Which is really nice of them to do, uh, because they are the greatest ticket buying. Platform. They are. They are by far. Uh, legit. Yeah. Make things easier. They'll tell mm -hmm. you if it's a bad deal on it. They will. We're, we're stooges, so everything we promote is just the easiest shit. Normally, mm -hmm. the most convenient, easiest, and best. <laughs> right here, there just continues to be somebody's voice that just says, 
What about the Bears? What about the Bears? <laughs> 15 seconds of hard out. What about the Bears? He loves Justin Fields. Probably loves Justin Fields. What about the Bears? Yeah, a lot of money next year. Yeah. A lot of money. Maybe. Are the Bears ever, do they do that? They traded for Khalil Mack, I guess. Yeah. Hey, trust polls. People are kind of worried about the Bears this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bro, a lot of people. People are burying them in the NFC North. They got the Lions ahead of them. Yeah. Lions have won a combined, what, seven games in the last 10 years? I yeah. think a lot of places have them as either the 31 or the 32nd team in the league. What's the biggest year? issue? I don't know. That's what oh, I'm wondering. Lions stinks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Their defense, still? They Lions lost. still stinks. Justin Fields know. running for his life last year, right? They lost their best players on defense, Khalil Mack and Akeem Harris. Allen Robinson's not there anymore. Allen Robinson's nope. gone. They got Byron Pringle, who's the three or four at Kansas yeah. or the five at Kansas City. Darnell Moody's going to fucking tear it up this year, though. You guys lost your punter, too, I think, right? Yeah. He did to the Packers. Yeah, Mooney and Pringle, Never very similar kicker, players. <laughs> yeah, Cairo, they got Cairo, right? Santos kicking there? Yes. Something will happen. He's a good kicker. They're, they're also playing the AFC. That's when they fucked him over on his uh, consecutive uh, kicks, remember? They had him go out there, kick like a 60-yarder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucked him over. <laughs> I didn't fuck him over. I mean, sometimes situations like that happen. I do recall Chuck. It was like in the wind, too, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I do, re- I do recall Chuck Pagano, though, calling me uh, over in the middle of a game in which we were getting killed. We haven't scored any points yet. And he's like, uh, I should probably ask Conti this. But Conti was PR guy. But has Vinatieri made any comments about, like, not scoring a point for the first time in his entire career today? <laughs> has that happened? I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then I go over to Vinny, and I'm like, hey, are you gonna, is there going to be some record that's going to break if you don't score any points today? He's like, uh, no, because if I don't step on the field, I didn't technically play today or whatever. So then I, like, mosey back over to Chuck. I'm like, hey, I think because, like, we haven't even put him in an opportunity to kick a ball, there's no record, it's no problem at all. It's just kind of an undone. He goes, shh, I mean, we're getting killed, but I don't want fucking Vinny to kill me either. And then, <laughs> yeah. Puts his back down and then, like, walk off. But, like, I appreciate and respected Chuck thinking of that with, like, two minutes left in the game. It's a blowout. His life is going to be terrible in the press conference. After the game is going to be terrible. We're going to have to watch film with all the assistant coaches. Jim Irsay, who's involved, is not going to be happy. And then he's just thinking to himself, and we fucking ruined maybe the greatest kicker of all time's (laughs) streak there. Like, that that is shit that is thought about. But Vinny was having that perfect year. We're having a perfect season very late into the year. And uh, we're playing against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. It was before one of the storms. Well, maybe Sandy came. Sandy hit the East Coast, but the entire country, I think, was feeling like the wind effects of it. And we played in Tennessee, and it was so, so windy. That's like a sneaky, tough stadium to kick in because of how windy it is. And he had to go directly into the wind, I think, for like some 40-yarder. And we fucking uh, lace, I think, laces weren't great. I didn't fix it that well. It was a whole operational fail, but the fucking wind. It was like... Mm -hmm. I guess we start back at one next kick, dude. And we just jogged off all the hard work. But like that, all those little things don't matter whenever you're talking about winning a goddamn game. So having Cairo Santos go out there for a 60 yarder when he's made like 14, 15 straight, if they thought it would win a game, they would do it. But if it was a blowout and they were like, oh, fuck this guy, get him out there. A little bit too happy. Nice guy. We, we all stink, all right? Oh, you're so good, huh? You've been perfect. We've all been judged, not you. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Everybody sucks. That would be a hilarious situation. Do you have any of those records? I assume you did because you never uh, missed any games, even though you were super hurt. No, not that I know of. Most There's no like. What kind of records are there for position players like that? Most cons- like consecutive, consecutive games starts. and stuff like that. Uh, uh, no, I don't have that. Why? Because like the games that you missed were just like terribly placed. Uh, 
I assume there. No, Brett. I mean, Brett started two hundred and some games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Him and Payton. Yeah, but you're a linebacker. Yeah, most tackles so. per game, like most consecutive no, streak of eight tackles or more. <laughs> yeah, all these are records now because there's tackles so- are tackles aren't real stats because there's NFL stats and there's team stats when it comes to tackles what? too. Yeah, I concur. I got 24 or 25 tackles depending on where you look at. Who's mm-hmm. in combined solo? Yeah, but who who judges if it's a yeah. combine? Remember, I think that was what uh, JJ like Watt was talking you, about. Oh, yeah. The team could give you ten tackles, and the NFL will give you six. Like that happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah, there's two different st- uh, statisticians. That's why some high schoolers that are like small towns, it'll be registered that they had 45 tackles in a game, <laughs> and it's like he's their best player. But also, hey, we need to. Yeah. Hey, if he's around the pile, he got to have his kid needs to be all state. Yeah, we need this. Uh, that's why who's keeping the stats really matters, AJ. Really, really matters. Yeah, well, I'm glad I didn't go to a small school in high school. Yeah, Centerville's a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. Where are you guys, D1? Whatever your divisions are. 31 tackles yeah. in two games. Yeah. Huh. Oh wait, oh, a, wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh, absolutely. Was Pistol keeping this? Yeah. A lot of JOPs Whoa. there. <laughs> Well, that's because you wanted to join the boys, right? You wanted to feel like yeah. you were a part of well, it. That's when boys that's when you're fun. allowed to put your head down and just submarine over a pile and try to clip off whoever's there. It's the best. That was awesome. That that was hustling to the ball. That was menace. playing through the whistle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, absolute fucking menace. Okay. Actual no, that's hands. How you're taught to play? Jump on the pile. Take off one of your own guys. Hey, no, somebody, no, no. I don't want friendly fire. Hey, if somebody wants to stand by Paul, that's on their fucking ass. <laughs> this Rydell is going right for their fucking kneecaps. Yeah, it's where you get hurt, Pat. You know. You stand around a pile. You will get hurt. Hey, if it's either you or me, one of us has to go. Well, I guess you're fucking dying. <laughs> See you next week, dude. Oh, and you're wearing a mouth guard. What a soft-ass bitch. <laughs> All things I would never say. You think them, though. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not with everybody. No, no, yeah. just some. Um, have you talked to Aaron? How's he doing? There's That's a, lot a great of, question. There's a lot of chatter about him, you know. Dabbling. Did he just get the booster? <laughs> Jeez. Is that what happened? Is that why? Is you that why there's know. chatter? I don't know. Uh, Is that what happened? I don't. I have no idea. I haven't talked to him lately. What's up? Leslie did get a boost of some sort. I yeah. Mean, should reach out. What does that mean? You know, just check in to see how he's doing. You said you mentioned something earlier, and we can come back to this. When you described, I believe, Rusty Harden talking about something with the happy endings and how you worded it, I was dying. I don't know why it just got me. It was very something about pulling on his dong and something. I don't know what was it. I don't. I I don't remember anything we talked about. No, so I no. will get out it there. Was so good. I will get out there and go through the clips on Twitter. Shout out Gumpy, by the way. We miss you, Gumpy. Miss you, Gumpy. Hey, good progress in that department, by the way. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Really? I think so. Yeah. Good. Hopefully, Goomp didn't have any guns. They got situations up there, don't they? Aren't they taking them or something? All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't know. I just want to say a little bit of information is very dangerous. I don't know much. I just see headlines. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, the enemy of great is good. The enemy of actually knowing is knowing just a little bit. So that is uh, something that's gone on with our entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Whitney, though, was quoted in their uh, chambers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. about letting, Parliament, maybe? Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Parliament, I guess. That's mm-hmm. Just listen to Wit. Will the Prime Minister listen to Wit once again and lower the regulations? Actually being pitched, and then obviously Whitney seeing it and the Spitting Chicklets podcast seeing it and making a shirt out of it and going. I quote tweeted it and I said, Yeah, just listen to Wit, dude. 
Nobody took that as a joke of me saying that. <laughs> no, no. I was attacked by Canada about Jesus. how bad America is. So oh, by, there we go. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, we don't need you arrogant, ignorant Americans who can't figure out your talk about our situation. It's like, well, I was making a fucking yeah. joke, pal. Take it easy, all right? It's not my fault that whatever's going on up there. If you guys think you're safe, more safe. But I've done some research into your history, Canada. <laughs> Yeah. It is not as <laughs> squeaky clean. <laughs> Maybe you guys should be thinking about some shit when you lay your heads down on that pillow. Exactly. Not just about regulations, about what happened in the past I've been learning about mm-hmm. via a couple different segments on specials and stuff. That's I didn't right. know that about Canada. The more I learn, the more I go, really? <laughs> you know? About Canada. Canadian people, nice. Great. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. Some of them. Well, that's yeah. what we're saying. They came what'd after you, America. What'd you learn? Strong. Huh? What happened up there? I yeah. just assumed that, like, back in 1776, when we said, hey, you want to go? And they said, no, buddy, whatever. Hey, piss off, buddy. Hey, we're going up here. And it's like, well, there's no imaginary line. Like, this would be great if we were to win. This would be huge for all of us. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. Please, we would like to still pay the queen and everything like that. And whatever. They just aren't a combative group. Marks. And then I just. <laughs> they helped the try and take then. it back, too. What's that? They helped try and take it back, too. They helped England. Yeah. Against us? Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, what? yeah. That's why France was like, oh, is that right? We're coming over there. And then they bought uh, King Louis and his wife, Anna, Louisiana, purchase. Yeah. yeah that was nice. We're actually. helping America. Sorry, England. I didn't know that. That's even more, I guess, added <laughs> into the entire thing. I don't I think see. the Canadians gave us too much trouble in the Revolutionary War. No. <laughs> if no, I had no. to guess. No. <laughs> What's that all about? They're going to attack you for how bad our country is. That's fine. It's Go probably ahead. like, hey, piss off, buddy, and I can deal with that. Yeah. That's kind of nice still. <laughs> so like the, they're throwing some stones in some glass houses up there. Yeah. They're coming after us. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I looked into your history a little bit. That's what bitch made marks do, though. You know, <laughs> if they want to be like that, then they can be like that. <laughs> I was joking, by the way. I don't think that any athlete should be necessary, necessarily um, driving legislation unless it's gone. <laughs> Yes. Let's go. Well, good luck, Gonzo. Good luck, Gonzo. We got him, Gonzo. He was trying to drive some legislation, wasn't he, AJ? Well, I recently saw a pretty good quote from Herschel Walker. I can't remember exactly (laughs) what was it. What's he saying? He's crushing it right now. Something about modern. I can't remember. I don't want to. He say. I don't want to. I'm trying to remember. Let's go the fence. God damn it. But honestly, hey, if I'm gonna listen to anybody, it's fucking wit. Everything comes out of his mouth is hilarious. So. Imagine if it's called the Wit legislation. Mm. No more masks. <laughs> Ryan Whitney. The Wit protocol. Canadian Prime Minister. <laughs> Are there still, I think it's still a full. Oh, yeah. Goomp, he can't stand it right now. Yeah. Goomp is in mask jail right now. Yeah. Back in Canada. And he's losing it. Yeah. Do no they much. know something we don't? Because it feels like the, our entire country now. Well, what about like there's there's people in complete lockdowns in other countries? Where? Uh, where was it? Uh, well, North Korea. I don't know if that counts, but I think they finally locked down. Their entire life. Me? Yeah, they're always locked down. Their entire time. life. What are we? Even yeah, but now they just COVID North locked Korea. Korea. They got their first one. Yeah. North Korea got their first COVID case. They like just started there two months, like two like a month ago, maybe a mass yeah. mandate. So thought, now that would mean that it had to be Jim Kong or one of his. Lackeys, yeah. goons mm-hmm. that but made it out because they've been isolated. They've been mm-hmm. practicing social distancing since the beginning. Right? I think this is just oh, Jim yeah. Kong doing his propaganda because I think a day later they said they beat it. Yeah, I thought they just shot whoever had it in the head as soon as he tested positive for COVID. That's pretty sexist to you just to assume yeah. it was a man that had it. Or, true, or woman. Or, or child. Or child. 
or animal or animal chef. Remember, a lion got it and people freaked out. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I was there was a time where somebody was telling me when I had it my first bout to stay away from my animals. I remember talking to you. Maybe it was on the show, and you're like, "I don't know if I can talk to my animals. I don't know what I'm doing." I got, when you had COVID. I got like 15 tweets. Were like, "Hey, make sure you're an all around your dog." I'm like, Valerie? "Did you really?" Oh yeah, I remember that. By the way, she hung out with me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd been a bad dad, I guess. Okay, so, you didn't. I'm glad you didn't. Like, you were well into COVID, where you knew that wasn't real, right? Like, your dog wasn't gonna get it from you. I think when I got it the first time, it was still oh yeah complete quarantine from everyone. You've had a couple. Oh yeah, you have had a couple. Had twice, yeah. First time I had 104 and a half yeah. degrees. That's a high. Fee- that's the highest I've ever had. I think. Yeah, I mean, you probably should have went to the hospital, like realistically. Instead, I did a show. Fuck yeah. off. That's when people were like, "Hey, don't open doors," and there's a lot of stuff that you couldn't do that they thought would uh, like cause other people to get COVID. Yeah. Yeah, cardboard. Cardboard. There it is. I'm happy we beat it. You know, because I think people don't even have to test negative to fly into America anymore. NFL isn't testing anymore. Yeah, but I think, like, outside of just our sports stoogery sure. world, I feel like it is like a... Yeah, no masks on planes. In America. In America. Yeah. Hell yeah. There's plenty of masks anymore, still out there, though. Yeah, well, hey, to each your own. It's Whatever you I, want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll be forever, it feels like now. Do what you got to do. Whatever you're comfortable with. But I just need to know if they have a piece of information I don't have. Mm. Because I would like to not die. I'm looking to live forever. So I'm drinking this sh- terrible tasting shit now. Yeah. How about wearing a mask like while you're call. driving? What's that, pal? How about wearing a mask while you drive? That's for CO2 levels. I'm not getting into this again. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. That made me irrationally upset a couple different mm-hmm. times while I was driving. I still see it. Saw so the other day. I beeped at him. See it all the time. Yeah, all the time. Still? Oh, yeah. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. All the, every oh, single yeah. day. In Ohio? Yes. Really? Depending on, it's weird. It depends on where I'm, where I am, in the in the, the greater Columbus area. Different areas, you see it a lot more than others. It's just like you know, like the rest of the world and the country, I guess. Well, maybe it's just a new accessory. Yeah, could be. Yeah, was it bejeweled? Yeah, it used to just be like bank robbers and stuff. Right. Now it's like, no, no. I need my mask. Everybody can do it. You I know? mean, if you're going to commit a crime, you definitely should wear a mask, right? Well, I think a lot of people that are potential criminals enjoyed when the hey everybody has to wear a mask thing you know what i mean because everybody looks the exact same oh perfect you know what i mean but if people are wearing them that means they are just being precautionary yeah i guess or they have whatever their situation is not the same as ours or mine i guess that's how we have to look at it i need to stop looking at them as they know more than i do right yes no that's all right that's that's a compliment well, it is a compliment until I go ask them, hey, what do you know that I don't know? Should I be doing what you're doing? And it's just, no, it's just precautionary. It's like, us, oh, so you don't know anything more than I do? So we're all going to die but you? That's an interesting thing. Okay, I appreciate you. I appreciate your service. Mm-hmm. I actually have gotten into thanking people for their service for doing it, for wearing a mask. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's smart. It's a pretty good time. Thank you for your service. Because <laughs> you. a lot of these arenas where SmackDown is, you know, a lot of security and mm-hmm. workers of the arena oh, are still yeah. wearing it. And I just walk by, hey, how's it going? Hey, good conversation. Thank you for your service, by the way. And just keep on going. Yeah. I didn't serve in the military. Oh, it looks like you did. Save our life. <laughs> what do they know that we don't know? Might just have like an autoimmune disorder or something. Maybe yeah. something like that. A lot more people have those these days than they used to have, I guess. Yeah. Live with an elderly person, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Got it. That would make sense, by the way. Take care of an elder family member, something <laughs> on those lines. I don't know how... I think maybe it's because our heads are so large. I have such a big, dumb fucking head that no mask was. Yeah. yeah. 
It hurts. Hurts my ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah my head's Kills. too big too. Hurts the back of my ears real bad. And then that thing is plastered across my face, like how it's supposed to do in the seminars, like in the instructional videos, because there's nothing else to do. And it just was not a good time for me. The mass time was not a good time for me. That's why whenever I see it start like gaining steam in some places, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. oh fuck. Stop. I hope Stop. it's not because of some like medical reason that's coming up that people are starting to die at a more often rate nowadays. I did love the gator mask though. Well, there's one real. Yeah, yeah those are actually worse. You're actually you. storing COVID in that's that, right. and then when you would take it off, you might as well just thrown it in somebody else's mouth. That's basically what the gator mask became. When everybody's like, "Oh, this is actually pretty sweet." It's like wearing a bandana. Mm -hmm. We're back in the game. It's kind of comfortable. You can breathe in it. Doesn't feel as if you are being in a rear naked choke by some linen thing. And you're like, "Oh yeah, it turns out worse for you than uh, not wearing one." Yeah, oh, no, no, on. you look way too cool wearing that. Take that off. Take off. We need you to wear N95, the big doofus looking one. <laughs> That's right. That one's <laughs> Early on, though, it was nice, you know, getting on those planes wearing that gator. It's like, oh, this is a fucking cheat code. And then, boom, next time you go out there, like, yeah, it's not going to work anymore. Oh, that's real cool. You can wear that over top of an actual mask if you mm -hmm. like. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, this, I was told at CVS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was okay. Said this worked. Remember what did I have on that one time? A pillowcase. Yep. Oh, that New was York. in New York. Or Brooklyn. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep. Pillowcase. Was it? I hope it was wrapped around your face. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. like a bandage. I hadn't Ubered in a long time at this point. The boys were at a different bar than where I was. See, so digs. And I was gonna go meet up with them. And uh, as soon as I get in there, you gotta have a mask on. This was towards the tail end of it. It was in New York City, towards the tail end of it though. And I had not worn a mask in a bit, and I did not have a mask. So I went in, grabbed a pillowcase, tied that thing around my head, put a hoodie up sunglasses on tried with a new uber went in just fine yeah no problem. yeah please i don't have to see your face smell your face look at your face that's perfect <laughs> let's do that forever i'm like i have nothing but respect for that but it, i don't know how that went past the the guidelines because there's no way that thing was keeping COVID in my mouth and not in his yeah. no. no makes no sense or formality he doesn't care at all we should celebrate us being on the other side of that at some should. point whenever it happens mm -hmm. yeah Awesome. I mean, we have done it like six, seven times. You know why? Because it feels so good every time. It yeah. Feel good. You know it's what I mean? fun. It does feel good. It feels Celebration. so good. We beat them. Yeah. We beat That's why the NFL, when, as soon as they said that, it was like, oh, okay. We did it. It's hard not to go banana land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spiel bananas, monkeypox is going up. No. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I thought that was a fugaze. <laughs> have you heard about it? Is it in Tom Hanks get it? What's that? When Tom Hanks got COVID, that's what kind of put it on the map. <laughs> oh, yeah, down in Australia, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Him and his wife. Mm -hmm. I think he was in Australia. Is that what he was? Chet yeah. never got it. I'm just saying. Chet Ooh. did get it. Then he had a little bit of baritone in his rap. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Oh, the Bombaclot. Chet was also. Bombaclot. He had, like, super yeah. coughs. He's very anti-vax, if you remember as well. Yeah. Chet is Chet, Chet was, yeah. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, I don't remember that video. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, one of the all-time heel moments. It's yeah. all-time. No way. Yeah. Chet was one-upping himself every week somehow. He's still working day. out with, like, a former Navy SEAL. Yeah. Just he's getting it in. Didn't, Yoked Didn't right him now. and Tom sing fucking Take Me Out to the Ball they game? They did. They did. At a Dodger game. Yeah. How did he hit? Oh, oh, right. yeah. Pretty good. They had their arms around each other. It was a nice little family and moment. Then Tom started singing White Boy Summer, Chet's yeah. newest song. That I mean, it's Is a, that song out now? Uh, it yeah. Was. It was out last summer, I think. Oh, okay. Not as I didn't new. know Tom was featured on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think his giggle was in there. Yeah, he's in a the massive fan. In the remix. Yeah, it was he's Wilson. behind the camera. 
Yeah. Anyways, if anybody finds out that we do need to wear masks again, I'm going to be bummed about it, but please let me know because I'm in a lot of Publix. Mm -hmm. I'm in a lot of Publix. Is the newest Chet video? Oh, no, we don't need that. If it was a new Chet video, we would play it, but this is a recycled one from back in the day, the psych bitch one. Oh, yeah. Don't need it. Yeah, maybe we run it. <laughs> hey, guys. So, um, just checking in. All right, Look, enough. I can't take it. Stop it. Can't take it. So I'm hot. It's so good. Well, he's, he's a great heel promo. Huh? It is he's great acting. acting. It is great acting. That's his acting. No, I thought he was serious. No, no, no. no, 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 no keep watching. Oh, oh that's it. misdirection? Yeah. 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 All right, run it. So, um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID. Pause. And it's like the numbers rising. Is he, is that... That's all. This is all acting right now. Exactly. Yeah. No way. Swear to God, he's a great actor. Just like his dad. Yeah. I did not know that was a piece of DNA. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. It's important for me to say, like, I got the vaccine. I think everybody should. I think it's really important, like, that we all do this, just as like citizens, as Americans, we have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So, like. I suggest to all my followers, you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych, <laughs> bitch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that was twelve to six. Yeah. Get yeah. him in the next Big round. Time curveball. Set an appointment at psych. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was gonna say Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. No, no, no. Man, that was uh -oh. good strip too. If it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix it. Did he write that? Probably, Probably so. <laughs> or Tom. First take that said too. Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't Did know he book any gigs that? off of that. Huh? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was in your honor. I think right after uh, that video that, came he was, out. He was good. Great man. show, bro. All right, I didn't expect that out of Chet Hanks there. Yeah, man, it runs in a family, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. his brother too. He sold that heavy there early. Yeah. He did. I was like, all right, that's a good. Yeah. This is a good message. It seems like a pretty, you know. Yeah. This is a message that is about the vaccination. Here we go. This is going to happen. And then he like didn't blink there for like 35, mm -hmm. 45 seconds because I saw something was coming. It was kind of coming up, but I could never guess that. Boom. I'm going the other way. My name's Chet fucking Hanks Bomba Club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Him saying we Bomba as Americans Club. need to take care of each other. That was awesome. Driving down the street. Too. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's driving him right there. Uh -huh. Somebody's in the car. Here. Yep, yep, that was the one. Oh, How many do you think? Do you think there was a one before? Like, uh, do you think there was a reading, like a rehearsal reading yeah. that they did yeah, in the car? Yeah, probably like a table I read. assume him and Tom did table, yeah. Him and Tom. He great. Was it Colin? Colin stinks. All right, let's go to the fence. Uh, who's Colin? That's Colin's a good actor. The other he's kind of does. Yeah. Orange County. I mean, he's in a lot more things than Chet, but. Ducks Band of Brothers. Is he a rapper too? No, 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 no. Could no. be, I bet. If he wanted to check be. out a lot of the music talent though. It's <laughs> 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 got a a rude boy. Yeah. Except for Tom's and Elvis, so. I heard that's a good movie. Got the longest standing O, even more than Top Gun Maverick. Whoa! <laughs> Did JWD get a standing O in Con, or they not send it to Con? I don't think JWD was not at Con. That type goes. That is Con, not though. Con fair. Oh. But Top Gun Maverick is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Tom, Tom Cruise is fucking saving the movie industry. All right. Let's go to the phones, dude. He saved Khan. Hey, a lot of people are thankful that I spoke up for them about JWD. They were kind of scared to go against the Jurassic cult. I think we're all speaking in the same... We're all rowing in the same direction here. I think we all were disappointed in that movie, AJ. What kind of money did it make? Do we know? Very good. Very good money. Yeah. It's, oh, it did. It's already a profit, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever they cut... Like, you need the... If it spent, if they spent five hundred mil making it, you got to make a bill back to really break even. Well, not 
Well, I no. guess because money spent marketing is, and stuff because they you know this thing's been marketed all over the place. Yeah, forty three in the first weekend. AJ okay. brings up a great point though. When you hear how much is spent, that's hard money. When you hear how much made, that's pre taxes. That's not real money. You need to get ahead and get rid of the taxes oh. to make up for the hard money that was already spent. Actual money being compared to Fugay's money because Fugay's money doesn't have the reality money in it, which is tax money. Uncle Sam saying, oh, you did great. No, we did great in taking their share too. So you, that's a good point, AJ. That's a very, very good point. No, I meant like a lot of times like production of a movie, they say, oh, they spent 150 mil. But then if you spend 150 mil making it, they're going to spend another 100 to promote it for a year and a half leading up to it. Yeah, I was looking at because uh, my wife and I were chatting about this after we were both incredibly disappointed and JWD we were looking up some things. There was some movie that was like $320 million all in, they said, in the budgets. Looking up the budgets is fascinating. Will Ferrell movies, like 90-some million, yep. I think they're spending. Mm -hmm. uh, the Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing. Tatum, Tatum movie. Yep. I guess she's making 20 allegedly. He's making 10. They spent 70 altogether Jesus. on it. So I think there are movies that are in the um, like eight figure uh, thing, but most of them are nine figures that are being spent on all these movies. Huh? That's yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, 185 as the total budget for JWD. So they'll, they'll make sense. They'll they cut break a lot even. of costs yeah. on a couple of those dinosaurs. Bradley Cooper's last movie had a massive budget, and it completely tanked. What movie? Nightmare, Nightmare Alley. Never heard of it. Guillermo, exactly. It's Guillermo del Toro, who's like a super famous director, and obviously Bradley Cooper and a couple other actors, and it did not do well. Who pays for this? Is it like uh, studios? studios yeah. Is it like Entourage, where some big money person will come in behind it and fund some sometimes. movies? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, studios have big big backers, mm -hmm. don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Ohio State. Did you guys find that 13 mil for fucking Coach Day or what? I didn't, but I actually ran into Coach Day yesterday morning. at a, I was dropping my daughter off at Ohio State uh, basketball camp, and on my way out, he has a daughter. He was walking his daughter in and stopped and talked to him for a while. How's he doing? Right. Did you did he ask you for some money maybe to keep the team together if we want to compete with these guys? That's what we're going to need? Please, AJ. Uh, no, he did not ask for any money. He had his whistle around his neck. He had just come from the field. He said he had to go back, had a team meeting at 915. Like, they can do – like NFL stuff. They have like OSP off-season program type stuff now. Really? What's that? Like, just walkthroughs and film and stuff? No, but like on air. They can maybe run routes on air. They can do conditioning. I think they can – I don't know if they can line up. It's Yeah, there's like strict rules, but there's – it's more – we used to just go and run for three hours straight and kill it, you know, almost die. Yeah, that, that was, was all we could do. That was summer workouts, yes. And then we could we could put a, a seven on seven together ourselves if the coaches were not allowed to be out there. Yeah, Pat would. Which have was to, awesome. That would suck if the coaches were taking you through everything all of June, July. Well, and also all the coaches are probably just hiding, watching, seeing what's going on, but they're not allowed to lead it or run it. So it's that's huge to have a leader at quarterback. By the way, though, that's a big deal. Gigantic. Yeah, to have ownership. Like Pat was respected by everybody. So after his workouts, hey, we're throwing, we're doing this, we're doing that. That would happen if you have a quarterback who's not respected. I assume that could become a little bit of an issue look at ohio state getting a little extra work in huh mm. trying to do it the right way was there any conversation about nil at all with ryan day yesterday whenever he was dropping off his daughter no i sat there and talked to him about five minutes but i he, he was very <laughs> welcoming yeah. like he wants me to you know he said they always want former players to come in and hang out and watch and Don't do stuff need. so i'll go watch practice and do things oh let's go AJ. Here we go. did you need the formal invite to do it no they've always been cool and told me yeah hey let's you know whenever you want come on down and there's another guy that Heads up, like runs all the recruiting stuff. Mark Pantoni, he's a big recruiter guy. He's the guy I reach out to if I, you know, need to know the schedule or want to come in or do anything. Did you ask Ryan Day about how Bobby's performing this OSP? Oh, I, I have not yet. I don't know how much Bob's been around 
during this offseason program. What? But he's fucking out on the hey, lake. Yeah. Uh, he's out on the lake all the time. Bob's Bob's he's going somewhere. Hey, he, I don't know where. So we were going to originally like a week ago, I think. They asked us to go to dinner or something tonight, but then they are traveling, so we had to push it back a week or so. So I don't know where he's at, but he said he might he can come on tomorrow. Is Ohio State going to suffer from General Bob Carpenter not being around this much during the offseason because he's all boozed up all over the goddamn country? Feels that way. I don't think so. Yeah. Well. I'm going to ask him tomorrow. I'm going to say, hey, Bob, if he comes on tomorrow, whenever he comes on, you feel a little bit of ownership on how – Ohio State's going to perform whenever you decide just not show up and go booze. Do you feel like you're letting the entire university down? And I'll be excited to hear his answer. Did Ohio State win a national championship during the COVID year when Bob couldn't go in? No. And then did they win it last year when Bob couldn't go in because of his radio show? No. History tells us. They're not going to win. Why does he fucking strap it up and get back with the boys? Wow. I think they – they do not allow former players to participate in full contact. Oh, Ryan Day anymore. doesn't want well, well, well. alumni round. It's going to be hard to get $13 million whenever you're treating alumni like that. <laughs> yeah. right? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Jesus. Did you see uh, – I put this list in the, um, in the group text before we went live. It was sent to me by another West, Virgi- uh, West Virginia grad. Not that I graduated from West Virginia, but somebody else that went to West Virginia. They ranked all the Power 5 schools academically. You know, and put everybody in there. And I've always said Ohio State just rock for brains because that's basically what Brady, uh, Brady Quinn said. And Marcus Freeman also said this yeah. now. He said, Ohio State, you're not going to classes, all right? You'd be a fucking doofus and get through there. Here in Notre Dame, we can promise the parents that the kids are going to be forced to go to class. They're going to be forced to get a degree. That ain't how it is at Ohio State and everywhere else I've been. Mm-hmm. This place, we make it happen. Ohio State? You think they care about academics? Come on. No. They don't care about academics. You take an online class, you're not going to do anything. It's basically what Marcus Freeman said. Friend of yours, right, AJ? Is that what he said? Yeah, Marcus is awesome. I love Marcus. He's a great coach, great dude. I played played uh, against him in high school and then with him in college. But, yeah, he's he's wrong here, but he's a great guy. Yeah, he wasn't lying, though. You're saying he's a good guy. Mark, I bet you Marcus went to class. I know I had to go to class. They were checking. Well, we're General sleeping. Bob also said he yeah. had to go to class. Yeah. And whenever he was a professor, he seen the boys leaving their finance classes as That's well. Right. General Bob said, whoa, 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 Marcus. You haven't been around in some time. You know you're over there with Cincinnati, and now you're at Notre Dame. You're doing your whole thing. And maybe at those campuses, they don't do it, so you're maybe speaking a little bit louder. General Bob said, I'm fucking teaching the classes. Yeah. Okay, I am. Calm down. And uh, I don't know if we have been able to pull up that list. West Virginia was 65, 65th academically out of the world. All right, like right in the middle. I don't know how many there are. But I do know they're last on this list that you sent. Yes, yeah, just Power Five because it, it might, that oh. might only. Be I think there's 100 and something. Well, I think there's 100 ones that are all D1 total. I don't, I don't know about in the Power Five. Where's Ohio State? You are much higher, much, 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 much higher. The West Virginia team or the West Virginia University academic standards, I guess, are not that high. I did not graduate, so is I is that the know. last school though? Like hearing what it takes to get into Ohio State now, I don't know how it's you. Have to have unbelievable test scores, unbelievable. Well, test scores I don't know are different now, whether you have it or not. But your grades have to be like almost four point, and then you have to have fifteen thousand outside activities other than school that you've been taking part yeah. in. Where's Ohio State at, Diggs? On Ohio State twenty something maybe. Oh, here we go. Here we. That's gonna be tough to read. Jeez. Okay. That's, I, pre, I. This is my fault from the way I sent it in. Okay, so Ohio 22. State. Sitting right at twenty-two. Cruz. Uh, Virginia oh, Tech five. thirty-five. This is all Power Five here because it's. Power five is the 22nd, but 54th in the nation. Alabama's 39 in the Power Five. Look at that. Ohio State right above Syracuse where all the media people go. (laughs) 85th. It looks like Colorado and Alabama are ranked the same. 
Michigan State. Is that a 68 and an 88? I'm just looking too far away. Hail to Pitt. How do we know? Like, who's the judge? How do we know? I don't know. This was sent to me by a pretty reputable human. Harvard. And then right down there below Kansas State, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Going to have to take the ticker off to find West Virginia. It might be lower than 65. 66. I can see it. Jeez, Louise. (laughs) 168th overall. I don't know. I don't know how much lower you can go. Hey, so we're South Harmon Institute of Technology. Yeah. Okay, right there in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're accepting. That's, That's right. all that tells me. Yeah. We are accepting. We mm-hmm. won't judge you for what you were in high school. No, We still think your future is bright. Google's telling me that there are 65 Power 5 schools, so maybe one more snuck in there above West Virginia, somewhere in there. <laughs> Was Boise State right there? Dead last. You hear yeah. me? West Virginia. Yeah. And it wasn't as if you were close to Louisville. You actually were seven spots below Louisville, too. because So Neil Brown miles. doesn't even have to get over the hurdle of like, hey, classes are going to be tough. No. no. Doesn't even have to get over that hurdle. What are we doing, AJ? You should be able to, you should be able to recruit some, some studs. Well, I just, yeah, hey, you're here for the football. Okay? Yeah. Academics don't even exist here, but let alone for you. <laughs> no. Now, I was somebody that did not go to class, so I'm not a good uh, – Representative, I guess, of this entire thing. But I have some genius teammates mm-hmm. that busted their ass, went to class, yeah. and did that entire thing. But I'm not sure West Virginia will ever be like the, hey, we are the academic standard around here. I don't think we ever will. And by the way, we should own that. Yeah. yeah. We should own that. Good community to be a part of. Good times. Hey, we do a lot of celebrating around here. Maybe teach fun. you about life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll go into debt, but you'll enjoy it more so than the other schools mm-hmm. that are going into debt. You know what I mean, AJ? I mean, yeah, you got to just you, you got to change the narrative, I guess, on how people talk about it. Well, they tried to. They brought in that guy, Gordon, Gordon Bombay. Gordon G. Yeah. Gordon oh, he G. came from Ohio State. Gordon yeah, he wore his little bow tie yeah. thing, and they started getting rid of some legendary parts of town. They started mm-hmm. building up other stuff, and you know, started making it a little bit more difficult to get in there. I think they saw that same list and were like, "We got to change this narrative." And I was on the outside looking in, thinking, "Completely for what are you guys doing?" The only thing we had going for us, you guys just got rid of. You're building parking lots instead of legendary establishments that would serve, you know, incredible shots till 3, 4, 5 a.m. Yeah. to everybody in town. You know what I mean? Like, what are we what are we doing? So I think West Virginia is trying to change the narrative a little bit, trying to. But if you're a high schooler out there and you're good at football and you don't necessarily love class. Something to think about. Let's go Mountaineers. Yeah. Yeah. Be a Mountaineer. If you're a quarterback, you can go there and slang it too. Graham Harrell was the OC, and you will put up some points for sure. What'd you say? I didn't hear what you said. He said, if you're a quarterback and you can sling it, go there because Graham Harrell is the OC. And we're going to sling it. Got the Georgia. Graham will put some points on the board. Let's go. Go to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zito was in my ear telling me that Tom Pelissero just put some dates out. The NFLPA have informed agents it has agreed with the NFL on key dates for the 2023 league year. February 21st through March 7th is the franchise and transition tag window. March 15th, league year and free agent signing period begins. The 2023 draft is April 27th through 29th in Kansas City. Okay. So it'll be great offseason next year. Thank you, Tom (laughs) Pelissero. Thank you, Tom. Tom. Good piece of information. Let's shot those down. Let's put those in the series. Yeah, we'll remember. We'll start prepping for that. Yeah, let's all remember that next uh-huh, year when we get right. in there. Thank you, Tom, for that. We got to get out of here. Uh, Hammer, Dad, we'll be in a few minutes. I can't wait for that hockey talk tomorrow night, especially oh, after this Patty yeah. Maroon conversation that we had today, uh, Nick Marotta. Hell yeah, Rupper's on location. He's out there in Denver. Yeah. Really? Ooh. Yeah, he's covering it. Show will be live during the Stanley Cup final. Oh, my. Let's oh, go. So I actually don't know how much he'll be on, but he will check in. Oh, so not great for the show. <laughs> Shit. Could All be right. watch along. 
right. It is watch along. We have a new movie review uh, page. I believe Billy will be putting the link in the comments section once we have a couple up there. Mm -hmm. you know, right. We got we to build up a little bit of a, build a, catalog. a library, a catalog, mm -hmm. a catalog before we start promoting it. But it does exist. It is out there. And I'll tell you what, people are going to start putting our reviews on the end of trailers and shit. Yeah, like that. that's right. We got the two movies for this weekend already, too Casino and Armageddon. And Armageddon. Boom. Bang. Bang. Boom. Boom. Let's ride. Oh, <laughs> good call. Hashtag PMS, let's ride. Go ahead and take oh, a screenshot. They're right? coming after you. They're coming after you. You know that, right? Who's they? Team why, three. Why do you just throw Show that thing Don't hold it respect. like that. Respect. Come on. It's not a title, dude. It's a fucking Stanley Cup. Unbelievable. You look like a doofus. Good. Thank you. Doofus. All right. Take a, uh, take a screenshot right now. Uh, say something nice. All right. All right. <laughs> Take a screenshot right now, okay? And say something nice. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You asshole. That's what? unbelievable. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That might be the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, no. Oh, All right. Take a screenshot. Take a screenshot right now. Take a screenshot right now. Put your cash tag and say something nice to somebody. You might be one of 15 winners of $599. Oh, yeah. Use the hashtag PMS Let's Ride because every day we're waking up with the same mindset. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's, Let's ride. ride. We've been saying this for years, haven't we? Years. <laughs> Long That's time. Right. If, this might, if this gets Russell Wilson on the show, it's the least we could do. That's right. Let's, Let's ride. ride. Uh, we're very. Th Where the fuck did this come from? When did you do this? This is genius. I told you, things just show up. I think Bob Backlund watched the show, and he showed up in the mail. <laughs> right. one other fan, guy that I'm a fan of, but I don't know if he said it. Dongo. All right. All right. We'll be back no. in about... Uh, yeah, Dongo. Yeah, That's Dongo. what I was talking about. Yeah, no, Dongo. Yeah, Dongo. Well, he... We'll be back in 20 hours and 26 minutes with some more stupidity. We hope you win. Once again, remember, screenshot from a couple moments ago. Say something nice about somebody. Put your cash tag in there, and you might be one of 15 winners of $599. Hashtag PMS Let's Ride must be in the tweet as well. That's our way of saying thank you. Hopefully, we'll be able to continue to do that because the fact that you put up with these shows that we're doing in the middle of this off time, yeah. you are the fucking best. We'll see you tomorrow. Hammer Don's in like 10-15 minutes. Goodbye.